Global Force Wrestling, Scott Demore, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Nation. This is Tito Santana, WWE Hall of Famer 2004. Arriba! This is Mike the Match Hart, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling's number one podcast, Pro Wrestling Nation, with Sam Medina. Welcome back to the podcast, Pro Wrestling Nation. I am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. I am here with two guys from the band Leveled out of Florida. Are you guys out of Florida? Or did I make that yeah, up? Yes, sir. All yep. right. I knew that. How did I know that? Uh, I'm here with the, with the vocalist, <laughs> Xavier. How are you doing, Xavier? I am great, dude. How are you, Sam? Hell yeah, man. I'm good. You've been on the show before, many, many years ago. Yes, yes. Twice. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. Time. Welcome back. Third time's a charm. Thanks for having me. How's, how's life been the last couple of years since I've seen you? Life's been good, you know, not as uh, crazy and hectic as far as like touring has been, you know, given the, the pandemic and just real life shit. But I've been happy, healthy. I've been jamming with my boys and leveled and uh, I'm very content. Very good. Are you guys uh, touring and stuff because of the COVID or are you still like, are you like kind of half half touring right now or just nothing at all? Mm, no, no traveling as far as uh, as far as tours go. We have a show coming up October 22nd in West Palm Beach. Okay. So we're kind of getting our toes wet since 2019 was the last time we played. So, oh wow, that's cool. So you guys are playing in front of some crowd again. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, I've been be- doing uh, I've been doing comedy on Zoom for you know over a year, and uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't know comedy in person at all. And then the first time um, I went out after over a year of doing comedy on Zoom, because Zoom is so different. Because like from my mouth to your ears, there's a delay, so it's like a four second delay. And then you laugh, and then from your laughter to my ears, that's like another four-second delay, right? You know, it's wow. in between like three and five seconds for each person. So it's like an eight to ten-second delay. And so, you know, I, I say a joke, and there's like eight seconds of silence. And then I'm like, oh, do I keep going? Do I wait for the <laughs> la-? You know, and uh, I went out there in person uh, in June, my first show back, and I, I, I said a joke. And they laughed, and I'm like, this is incredible. Like, right. I never realized how, how much I love that, you know, until it's taken away. Absolutely. And I think that's cool because it kind of correlates, you know, comedy, music, you name it, man, you're performing, you know, yeah. and, and you need that crowd to feed off of. And right. it's so fucking strange. You know, I've, I've firmly been against like, I'm just kind of segueing here against like the live, you know, music, like people are playing like, uh, you know, they're streaming or whatever. I feel like, I don't know, it's just not the same, you know, but who am I to judge? Yeah, like it's its own different thing to me. It's cool, but it, it it's not a replacement. It's not it's, a yeah. it, it is like like Zoom was a cool thing to do because I didn't have you know we didn't have the uh, the bars and the clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, once you go back, is there's no there's no beating it. And that was the other guy in this podcast, Chad, the guitar <laughs> player on Leveled. How you doing, Chad? Good man. Sorry, I jumped in there. Yeah, no, you're doing good. good. You're, no, don't talk until you're spoken to, young man. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, how's how's things for you? Been? I never met you before. I never talked to you before, but uh, we did talk a little bit of wrestling before we started recording, and then you know your stuff, so that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm good. Same Xavier, man. It's uh, it's been a rough couple from from a music standpoint. Rough couple, 12, 18, whatever months it's been, but uh, yeah, just getting by and keeping things moving where we can. It's been good. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, and congratulations on the gig. That's that's super cool. Thanks, man. 
Hell yeah. I know what it's like to get back out there. It's it's so amazing. It's so it's so exciting. Uh so, yeah. so tell me, you guys, tell me about leveled, like uh, how long you guys been around and uh the kind of the origin story of the band a little bit. You want to take Xavier? Yeah, I'll take it. So Leveled, I believe Chad was already kind of working on music with uh, Jared, who plays samples, and Eric, our drummer, um, kind of working on stuff. We kind of ironically ran into each other at an MLW show in Miami. They oh, wow. were looking, Yeah, ironically, right? That's and I, have, I hadn't seen Chad for a few months, you know, maybe before that, maybe a year yeah i, I think it was i think it was a little longer than that yeah a good a year, a, probably yeah yeah a good while so it's like running into a good friend and then uh getting a text the next day asking you know what's going on so uh it kind of just fell into my lap and it was the greatest thing honestly that has happened to me in years so we've been jamming since uh 2019 we put out an ep called uh, no one to save you which was awesome super fun did some shows in support of that and then we just released our second EP, One World Comes Back Around. Um, there's a music video out for it. Oh, dope. Yeah, it's the single's called As Below. So if you guys want to check it out, we'll definitely plug some links at the end of it. But uh, yeah, it's just been great. It's been super fun. Uh, creatively, it's just been an awesome outlet for all of us. It's been so fun. No stress, no pressure. Maybe a little bit of stress and pressure uh, putting, putting the, the EPs out. But uh, yeah. it's just great, man. It's fun. Man, when you're performing and you're creating, there's always stress and pressure, even in the oh. most fun situations. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We, we, you know, personally, like this band this time around, we, uh, all of us, we kind of took a more like uh, role in everything else outside of just the music. So like we've handled all the production in house, like, uh, you know, if we've got, if there's something that we can't handle ourselves, it's been our friends helping us out on videos and stuff like that, trying to keep it as much you know in like in a circle as much as we can this time around because i think we've all been in bands before where we've had experiences where you know you 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 farm some work out here and there you're never really stoked on it so i think from the beginning we made a conscious effort to, to try to do everything ourselves diy and if we couldn't figure it out you know get somebody who's a friend of ours to help us out and it's 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 really panned out really well from like the label that helped put out um our our recent ep uh videos that we've done um if we needed help on any recording or mastering it's all been either us or you know really good friends of ours so uh that's been a really good experience this go around from like other bands we've all done in the past so hell yeah that's cool and it's cool because like you know like you said we've all been in bands before so you all kind of like have this experience and then you collectively come together and you're just making this awesome band so that's that's super cool congratulations you guys thanks man yeah it's been awesome uh, so uh, Xavier, I'll start with you. Uh, how, where did your uh, where did your love for wrestling come from? How did you get into professional wrestling? Oh man, uh, so it's not my grandfather, but like I call him my grandfather. So it's like my my nanny's husband, I guess. That's honestly when I can, as far as my memory serves me, uh, oh. just grow you know grow up watching pay per views and wrestling and fuck man since then and then that went on to my dad having to take me to wrestling gigs. You know, when I'm in second, third, fourth, fifth grade, um, took a oh, took a brief break and like, oh, from like, oh, six and oh, nine. Like, I just couldn't at that time. I just only knew what WWE was. I didn't I wasn't exposed to the independence until like 2010, 2011, when like wrestling to, came back to me in my life, I guess. And uh, I've been just hooked ever since then. But yeah, since a, since a child, you know, since a little kid. Yeah, and you're down there in Florida. They have a lot of good stuff in Florida. Like you just said, you went to an MLW show and everything. 
So that's super cool that you're getting out there and you're going to see some cool stuff. Yeah, lots of good gigs in Florida, dating back to Bash at the Beach 98 National Car Rental Center. You know, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. I don't know about that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was the horrible. I, I wasn't there. I know that. I know it that. was like the tail end of WCW, yeah. but like little kid me, like seeing Sting in person, just like lost my shit. But well, you yeah. Went, yeah, you were there. Oh yeah, yeah, I went. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, okay. As a little kid, like <laughs> that would have been cool. I went to see. Uh, wcw around the same time but they were here in san francisco oh, it was shit. like okay. super brawl or something i don't remember see there you go but yeah, shows pop yeah. off different in california man it's just a different crowd yeah because dave yeah. melter's at ours that's why yeah <laughs> <laughs> dave melter's the front row taking notes and shit and that was before <laughs> the internet you know dude i love dave melter he gets so much fucking heat on the internet and that's fine and i probably am super biased but like I love the guy. I don't know. Nice. He cracks. I'm more of a, I'm more of a Wade Keller guy myself. Okay, there you go. I respect that. <laughs> I haven't really listened to the, any, any Twitch in a long time, but I used to I used to always listen to it, and they would have like the free months. I would always like, oh yeah, jump on it and stuff. Right, <laughs> jump on the free shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, free shit. Hell yeah. Uh, what about you, Chad? Where did your love for wrestling come from? Dude, I'm a pretty standard case, man. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, just watching raw like taping it and getting up at like 5 a.m the next morning because my parents would let me watch it so i'd tape it without them knowing watching in the morning uh and then where did you find this off. monday at raw 98 you just flipping channels one day and you oh, just, just flipping channels, dude, drinking dude. beers with a bald head and you know we had a cable box that got like illegal pay-per-views and i remember yeah we did two growing up I had same that too same up. same so yeah. i feel like the the first big memory i had was that king of the ring uh where it was angle and shane where he's like throwing him through the plate glass windows he like snapped his neck up a bunch so like that stands out real strong to me and then you know like everyone like that it was it was it was raw on monday nights and like playing no mercy every single weekend for like probably a year straight on n64 that was like my wrestling life oh yeah me fell off kind of fell off like you know like most people did after like 2000 2001 was like super into music at that time and then really kind of fell off completely until 2011 i think it was like you know i think in like yeah yeah Yeah. i think like that was the year you know i think rock came back and that was a big deal and then pipe bomb was that year pipe bomb was that year my wife that's kind of she didn't really like wrestling until the pipe bomb happened and and it was a kind of a big deal and it was you know breaking the the fourth wall and all this weird crazy stuff and that kind of got her interested and she's still she's a big fan now to this day yeah i think that's a really common story for people like 2011 because that's when like the network started going up and then and then you know like i think my like story of just like building on past wwe is like everybody else like you hear about who's this guy like i i went to i think it was like a raw after mania when they had mania in miami and uh moxley did a dark match and i was like who's that guy and then you find about where he was from and then like you find out about the indies and then next thing you know i'm going to a like a pwg pwg show in like 2018 like just fucking grows out from there so that's cool yeah man i've i like like you said being in florida and south florida like we have a whole lot of opportunities like we used to drive up to just go see nxt house shows and like mm-hmm. kevin owens is main eventing sammy owens uh, uh you know um his brother sammy owens yeah yeah sammy owens. <laughs> uh sammy zane's main eventing like random matches and uh yeah it was just really cool to like have those opportunities like just a couple hours away and then just oh yeah because you're close to you're close to nxt or the what they used to be a full sale 
Yeah, dude, we used to go to Full Sail. All I mean, now I live in Orlando. So yeah, that, he's in Orlando. Like right the well, they're not Full Sail anymore. Now they're at the Performance Center, so you're closer, right? Oh shit, that's yeah. Orlando. Is that Orlando? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Because their, um, their deal recently came up with Full Sail, and they moved to the Performance Center, and they built a they built a whatever thing, yeah. arena, I guess. Doing it themselves, yeah. Capital. But, uh, yeah, we went to shows at Full Sail. Like, got to do all that stuff. So. That's cool. Um, that, hell yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I was at the first NXT uh, out of out of state show. They did a show here in 2015, WrestleMania weekend. Um, that was super fun, but I can't imagine like being a, a fan of Full Sail uh, just in the audience there because that was that was like with the modern day ECW crowds, you know? Yeah, no, it, it was horror. really cool, man. Nice. Hell yeah. Speaking of ECW, uh, the, 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 my first ECW pay-per-view, I had one of those boxes too, you know, and um, one day my mom knocked on my bedroom door. She's like, hey, wrestling's on tonight. Give me a tape. I'm like, there's no wrestling on tonight. And she's like, yeah, give me a tape. I gave her a tape and she brought it back to me. It was ECW. Oh, and that's kind of how I got hooked on ECW. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, that was January of 2000. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was January of 2000. I, dude, yeah. I'll never forget that. I remember middle school, this kid was wearing this ECW shirt all the time. And I was just like, and like, he would talk about it nonstop. About it. I never yeah. saw, I don't think I saw ECW. So it was way dope. later on, it was but so, like, it's I've gone back and watched, watched pretty much everything. Like coolest fucking shit. RVD. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw RVD on Monday Night Raw <laughs> yeah. in 96, uh, when they were doing the anti ECW angle and stuff. Yep. I knew, I knew he was my guy. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, hell yeah, that guy is dope as fuck. Dude, yeah. he was so good. I, I feel like, just what a gem, you know? Like fuck in his prime, Jesus. All the just such an innovator, you know? Yeah, Band no, terminators was, and like, god damn, he was, he was so good. Yeah, he really was. And then like you watch his matches when he's I was thinking about this today. He had a match on Sunday Night Heat against Jerry Lynn. And what the fuck? That's yeah, and it wasn't really, you know, the greatest match. It was okay. Kind of I remember at the time I was like, oh my god, because they were like the big rival in ECW. Yeah. You know, for the TV title, and then I was like, "What the fuck, Jerry Lynn and RVD on Heat?" It was alright. It wasn't. Any, it was. It was a Heat match. So, <laughs> but see, like that kind of shit, I think is really important. Like, and and because that's like looking back, right? You remember that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you yeah. were into this other promotion, and they were like crossing over, and like how everything's going today. I, I really think that is really important because it, it it gets people more into it, right? Like they see this guy over here, this guy over here. Like what? You know, why are they intermingling like all that sort of not that it's drama, but just that sort of like story building. I think it's really important and we haven't had it in a long time. Um, so it's really cool. There's, you know, companies are starting to do that again. Yeah, I was thinking about that today, too. Like, um, there's not a lot of, you know, like, oh, this guy's here. What the hell? You know, they haven't done that in a long time since the, the Monday Night Wars. And it's super cool to see that happening again, even though like AEW is competing with NXT right now. You know, who's to say in the next year or so they're going to go up and compete with Raw. Yeah, I don't know if they're competing with NXT anymore. <laughs> they're on a different night. They blow them past in the ratings. NXT like, that's yeah, they are blowing past them in the ratings. You're right about that. Um, yeah, NXT hopefully they get like up to raw cool. status because I would love to see you know them both be like top of the business. I would love to see that because so many companies have come through. They tried like Ring of Honor tried, TNA really tried. You know, um, nobody's really gotten that number two spot like and held it tight. Everybody's just kind of like just touched it like it's it's the ladder match <laughs> for sure yeah no I, I honestly like i i think with even with like pandemic and how it's kind of been rough because to be honest man i i 
it was really hard for me to watch anything with no fans. It, it just takes it out of it for me a lot. Like some of the first shows back, I was like totally into it. They would just be, you know, squash matches, but squash matches with a crowd versus two hour shows with no crowd. I'll take the squash matches with crowds. Cause it's just, it's something you can't, you can't replicate and, and props to all these companies for, for continuing on in any capacity, you know, mm-hmm. even Indies, you know, trying to do stuff online, you know, like we were talking about before, like, in music and comedy like hustling to move shit forward and keep it going and not let it die but um yeah man you can't yeah you're right there was like wrestling companies doing online stuff with no audience and i watched uh, a a papa roach concert during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. it was just them in a studio you know yeah it was was podcast live it was so dope yeah it sounded good they played their entire first album yeah it was dope oh sick Hell yeah. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I hope I can. And then that between up. all the songs, he like was telling stories and stuff. That's all. Awesome. No was, one. Yeah, like, it was. It was amazing. It was. It was like twelve cool. bucks or something. It was worth it. Nice. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, a lot of bands have done that, and you know, it's it's it really shows like how creative bands can get. You know, like some get really thematic and do them in front of like penitentiaries and stuff, and others are just doing <laughs> you know straight showcase type type of stuff. Did that penitentiary like, uh, one happened. Was that did that happen? Uh, it wasn't. Who was that band that did it? Fuck, I can't remember. There's some band. Yeah, but you know, just like the the really big production, you know, because these bands yeah. have major production values when they go on tour, right? So they were just taking that money and doing it into live shows. So, um, you know, in every area recently, um, that they streamed online, it was like, um, on a rooftop or it was something crazy. I forgot what it was. Yeah. I watched it, but it uh, I'm not exactly sure where it was. It was some stream they did a couple months ago. Nice yeah yeah corn no corn yeah Good they're job. ripping it right now on tour yeah i'm gonna see him on saturday Crazy. oh look at that with stained oh, yeah. and uh fire it's from stained, the gods yeah yeah, yeah. the first yeah. time i'll see uh first time i'm gonna see stained in a long time i don't think I've i don't know i don't know how i'm gonna feel about him though exactly because uh <laughs> i mean so i love i love stained right and like i love aaron lewis aaron lewis is so dope i even like listened to his country music a little bit when he went country <laughs> And so I was in this group because he was coming around um, on, on tour doing his country tour. And I was like, I was down because okay. apparently he plays a couple stain songs while he, you know, acoustic yeah, guitar or whatever. Sure. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go see that. And it was sold. All the concerts around me were sold out. So I'm in this Aaron Lewis group, right? You know, like, is there tickets? Is there tickets? And I didn't find them. But anyway, so so one day uh, in the tour, in the, in the group, somebody's like, oh, yeah, Aaron threw his guitar pick in the audience and i got it and they posted a picture of it and it literally had a picture of donald trump on the uh, on the guitar pick oh my god i was like oh wow wait do i still <laughs> like him <laughs> yeah dude cool, dude he was in texas telling people to to learn how to speak english like he was wasted i guess but fuck man like get it together he was i think at that same show he was playing like the same song twice didn't even fucking yeah i saw that clip he played the same song twice yeah and there was one where he was super wasted and the crowd was like <laughs> i don't remember he was just the crowd was not making him happy and he just walked out yeah hey i don't exactly what happened but yeah that's true i forgot all about that stuff yeah, I'm with yeah. you on the. Uh, Be excited to see what he does on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. By now, that's just that's just the country music, Aaron Lewis. You know, flying yeah. off the handle and shit. It's a, it's a different guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a different game. Aaron Lewis. There's a different shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a different machine behind Stain. So let's hope you get your money's worth. But yeah. corn should yeah. be good. You know, if I'm, he threw a scene, if he caused a scene and stormed off the stage, I would probably. 
yeah. I mean, I'm going for corn anyway. Exactly. I love Stained a lot. Like I, I love them since their first album. I seen them live, um, like back in like, I don't remember when when they first when they first you know were touring. I seen them live, and um, I bought I went on their website and bought their their album that didn't even get released on a real record label like what? Tormented. It's called. So I love. I'm a big fan of Stained. Uh, but nice. if, if he did throw a fit on stage and walked off or something, I think I would be worth it. Yeah, I agree. I'd be like, you know what? Look, it, I'm not going to hear it's been a while. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous about it, too, just because COVID, you know, COVID's getting crazy again. And, and I don't know about all these events. And you have to have your vaccination proof to, like, get inside. It's just, it's crazy. It's so, weird times, man. I was yeah. at a... AEW Dynamite a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Where yeah. was this? This was at a venue called the James L. Knight Center down in uh, downtown Miami. It okay. was, you know, it, I don't know. It, you know, I don't know. It wasn't like, exactly. super, right? Like, it was like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, our seats were like off to the side. So there was like a lot of empty seats near us. So we felt, you know, super great, super comfortable. Super distanced, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a lot of fucking people. And you like you're not yeah. used to being around that many people, you know, at a time and it's like, oh shit. But you know, knock on wood, I'm all right. Yeah, we exactly. And then this concert, but, it's it's shoreline, so like it's lawn tickets and some have a you know blanket spread out and oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, you'll have the whole yeah, not, set up. I'm not gonna be like in the pit, you know, with a bunch of people like old old days. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah, get them. gonna love someone you know <laughs> start some start some push pits <laughs> yeah. i used to love doing that man it was so much fun i used I to be i used to go to so many fucking concerts back in the day back in my day yeah i don't remember the last <laughs> concert i've been to i saw i don't i can't even remember dude it's been it's been like probably two years man it's been so long wow. it's weird I had in 2020, I had like four concerts I bought tickets to that didn't happen. Yep. Did, they, did you yeah. get refunds or did they just reschedule? I got refunds. Refund, yeah. yeah. Disturbed that- and the Devtones. And I had an ICP concert in Reno, Nevada that Damn. I was going to go to. It was like at a bar in Reno and I was super excited about it. And um, it was this weird thing where my wife was on a show that Saturday. And so I wasn't a, we were going to drive up there, spend the weekend. And then on Saturday night, she was going to drive home. And then my, me and my buddy were going to go to the show and then fly back the next day. And that never happened either. That sucks. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, we had it all planned out and everything. It was crazy. But yeah, that would have been super cool. I've never seen ICP live. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to see them live. I've never seen it. I would love Dude, to experience dr- it. I think, not that I'm an ICP fan, but they're doing one more <laughs> tour, I, I heard. So Yeah. They're oh, yeah. They're doing a farewell tour because Violent J has some kind of heart condition. That sucks, man. The human body, it'll turn its back on you. I know. And it doesn't quick. care if you're a juggalo. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I'm a <laughs> juggalo. Again. No, he's like, I got to retire now. Fuck it. <laughs> but I feel, like at this point, the... I feel like at this point, they could just make money off of being them. Oh, yeah. yeah. dude. They should just do the gathering every year. That shit looks sick, man. I'm not yeah, a fan right? of it, like, but that shit looks fucking awesome. Like, every everything I've ever seen from that fest looks fucking cool, man. So. I would play it. Yeah, hell yeah, I'd play. <laughs> I would play it for sure. <laughs> I'd do stand up there. I don't know if I would. Dude, I want to do. See? Hey, my new my new life goal is to do stand up on the Jericho Cruise. Oh, there we go. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, because they dude, have dude. they have comedians there. That's not a far like six weeks, enough. man. 
It's yeah. really not. Yeah. It's not I want to I want to go. It sounds like so much fun, but then also sounds terrible. Like all these wrestling fans, <laughs> the wrestlers probably don't want to be there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard finding somebody to go with, you know. It's like I don't want to fucking bother <laughs> fucking yeah. metal cruise. Bunch of bunch of wrestling fans and metalheads, like it's gonna smell great, you know. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Shower. Hell yeah. Have you guys do you guys keep up with WWE at all? Like I, I keep up with it. I don't watch it um that much. I keep up like just to know what's going on. Um, you know, I don't I I don't watch and not because I don't uh, want it to be good. Watch but SummerSlam. Just... <sighs> no, I didn't. You gotta, you gotta go I... back and watch. If nothing else, Edge versus Seth Rollins. So I good? heard that was. Yeah, that was. That was you know what? Like I would for some reason I wasn't even expecting. Like I was like, okay, whatever. I'm really not gonna you know pay attention to it or you know whatever. I had it on and then I was just like enthralled with it. It was like the best match of the night. Yeah, it was really really good. Those two put on a clinic that night. Nice. Yeah, I mean, look, I think they 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 still do some things really well, but it's just like the the when I'm when I'm trying to get interested, like two weeks, three weeks out of a pay per view, and I'm like hearing the storylines of what they're doing. Yeah, it just takes me out of it. I'm like, I can't get Bummer. I can't get into some of this stuff, man. It's just so. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I want it to be good. I'd love to watch you know two wrestling shows every or three or four wrestling shows and them all be. But you can fired, though. You but, can just go on YouTube. Oh, you can. WA. yeah yeah exactly i think oh you know we were talking about licensing earlier and i wanted to say uh i feel like one of the coolest people to get licensing and and wrestling is billy corgan because he had a lot of when he was doing impact you know he had a lot of friends and a lot of people probably pulling some favors he got garbage one of the yep one of the people uh the the, what are they called i don't remember what they were called the dollhouse or something like that oh okay okay they're in terrell's group yeah they came out to yeah yeah the girl's table yeah yeah yeah, so I, I feel have, like I feel like he's doing some good stuff too. I don't know if you guys watched that. NWA. I watched. Yeah. I watched. I think because I remember when it first kicked off, and this was what twenty nineteen or maybe eighteen. I don't remember. Something but like uh, I, think, I was I watching. 18, I think it was a while before the pandemic. I was watching every week because they had like Eddie Kingston on there. Uh, God, who else? I, I don't know. They they were great. I mean, and it was like super promo driven. It was awesome. Um, and the, the stage show looked off, awesome, but I kind of fell off. I have. It's behind a paywall like, now. Their weekly show is behind a paywall, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I, you get why they got to do it. They can't be doing it for free. But um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, it was picking up some steam for a while. I saw, and I know they just did that women's show. Um, and I saw a couple spots from it, and it, it looked cool. I mean, it was in St. Louis, I think. They they packed it out. So, um, yeah, again, it's, it's it's. But did you guys see Ric Flair? Yes, I did. I, oh my I gosh, did see the he looks so bad. Really? Yeah, he's all like purple and like like his face is all dude, purple. I hope he's okay. Dude, I mean, he's, he's getting old, man. I know he's like hundred years old. No, Scary. no, straight up, him. I think he's doing great. I think he's just doing whatever the. Hey, fuck you know he what wants, though? Whatever he's doing he's right super now, happy. Is world time because he died a year and a half ago or whatever that was, yep. and he was yep. not supposed to walk away from that, and he exactly. did. So whatever he does now is bonus. Yeah, I think he's just like I, I think that like kind of woke him up a little bit and he's just out there like, you know, getting the roses before he dies kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like he wants to like get his appreciation, which he clearly deserves and, and, you know, do whatever the fuck he wants to do and just say thanks and all that stuff. So, yeah, it, uh, it's it's awesome to see him go around everywhere. And it really is, though. Yeah, he was in AAA. He was in NWA. 
He's made his little appearances. I wonder if he'll show yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll be showing up. At, I'm sure he'll be showing yeah. up. At, <laughs> at least once. At least once. Uh, I read that uh, Kurt Angle has turned him down several times. Uh, the first yeah. time was for a couple, uh, you know, a couple of matches, and the second time was for, a, you know, a match. I think one match or something like that. And then third time was even, uh, third time was even just like as a personality. And uh, he's he's uh, he's very pro WWE. He's like at this because you know at one point he was on Vince's shit list and he's back in good graces. So he ain't getting nothing to piss off Vince these days. Sucks, but yeah. hey, I get it. I listen to his podcast. I haven't yet. I want to. And he he talks about it. like every once in a while. I was like, yeah, well, you know, he just he just seems like a really cool, down to earth, just chill. Like I don't know. He's like a dad. Like it's just like eh, so wholesome. But yeah, I'd I'd yeah. love to see him do some shit if he could you know if he can yeah he had a few yeah. matches in wwe recently recently you know like the last few years years ago uh, yeah, i would like to see him do something if he can but um he probably can't you know he's one of the greatest <laughs> of all time definitely absolutely and going back to that match that chad was talking about i think that's one of my favorite matches of all time if we're talking just on, on you know literally one of my favorite matches of all time like so violent so good it's crazy you know, fucking nuts, like, man! The shit that dude did to his <laughs> shit he did to his neck. It, that's why it's like there. There's this group of guys where it's like you love them and you want to see them in any capacity, but it's like then you see them and you just don't want to see them because yeah. it's like, dude, like, I want you to just like, like just be happy, man. And like, if you want to like come in and cut promos or like be a manager or whatever, that shit's awesome. That's all good. But like, I some yeah. of these guys, it's just you don't want them to do it, you know, anymore. You don't want to see them hurt themselves, so. Dynamite oh, I wanted to uh, ask you guys about NXT. So I NXT uh, is this really cool, super awesome thing. They had all these takeovers. They had all these great matches. Their, their lineage is, is really amazing. Some of the greatest wrestlers uh, today have passed through NXT, but NXT champion. Um, so the rumor is that uh, Vince McMahon thinks that Triple H failed uh, the Wednesday Night War. And now from, from starting September 14th, the new NXT is going to happen. And Vince is completely taking over. And it's going to go back to more of like, uh, what it was before as a game show than like serious like independent wrestling. You guys hear about this? What do you guys think about this? Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be that game show. I mean, it might I hope be. Not. I think it's, I hope not. No, I think they're really just gonna go back to what it like more FCW. They're just gonna treat yeah. it like actual yeah. developmental, and they're gonna get views. You know, they use it as a way to get TV and advertising money. I mean, I don't blame I them for that. doing that, but uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like they, they were doing a great thing, but it was always like a secret. And it's like they couldn't they couldn't get too big because if they got too big, you get other people getting their uh, getting their nose in it and messing with what it was. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if it actually happens, because I heard that as well. But then, you know, you hear the other side that says it's not true. So who knows what actually is going to happen? I mean, yeah, they could use it. Like, I'm all for them changing up the look and stuff because it's been the same thing since, like, 20, whatever, 12, 13, 14, something like that, right? So change it up. But, yeah, um, I mean, you can't – if you're trying to do that 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 style of a wrestling show, uh, AEW is kind of doing a better, longer version of it, right? So Yeah, no, that's I don't, true. You're right. You're right. So they kind of came in and beat them at their own game. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I don't like blame them really, for trying to – yeah, I don't I don't blame them for trying to pivot away. What I do think is dumb where they're they're saying they don't want, 
you know, they're, they're, they're going back to their, like, we only want two, six, two fifty, you know, six, two, two fifty guys only. Right. Right. Nobody, like uh, nobody over the age of 30, no independent yeah. guys. And they've done that over and over. We'll see what actually happens. I mean, it, you know, again, if it's a good show, I'll watch it. That's all that matters. Right. But it, it, it like raw and SmackDown. It's like, I popped it open a few times. And I'm just like, I can't watch this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but you're like, right though, because like NXT, what they were doing was what well, Ring of Honor was doing, but better because yep. they had a bigger budget, they had a bigger scale. But now mm-hmm. AEW's come along and there's oh shit, I just spilled my drink. Uh AEW's oh. coming along and they oh. are party uh, now. I know they're doing the same thing. They're the Ring of Honor style, but they're doing it bigger and better too. Um, I'm gonna be right back. I need to get a paper towel or something. I just spilled it all over my lap. No, talk amongst yourselves right back. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Wrestling Nation. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Uh, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Go. What are your top four, Xavier? Do you, what was my – I feel like my last – it was like Sting, Did, Punk, Omega, Osprey. Okay. Did we super, Osprey? Super, super cheesy picks. Osprey is one of the <laughs> best wrestlers of all time, dude. Harley Race <laughs> is rolling in his grave. Osprey's talking mad shit today. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I grew up in a different time. Was he? I should respect my elders. Yeah. I'm not talking shit. No, Osprey. No. Was Osprey talking shit? Oh. Yeah, him He's him always him talking shit, man. Yeah, I remember him and Seth a couple, like, a year or two ago. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, uh, it, it's a shame. Like, I think New Japan got hit the hardest with this stuff because, you know, they're really strict about COVID stuff. And I don't blame them. I mean, they fucking should be right. But, you know, to see where they were two years ago and where they are now, it, it's a bummer. Um, yeah. But they, some of their booking has been questionable the last Very. six months. So that's yeah. their that's their own doing, which is weird because you'd never think that they would fuck up booking and they have been. But uh, yeah, you're I think right, though, they've been doing it. New Japan had a lot of guys from a lot of different places. And, and when travel fucked up, that fucked up a lot of things for them. Yeah. yeah and. and but to be honest, though, I think what they're doing in the U.S. is really awesome. That show, I don't know if you've checked it out. but I have that, not, but I want to. That shit is awesome. It, I haven't it, either. What, Strong? Of, yeah, it's yeah, been really solid. It's is it hour. called Strong? I thought it was New Japan America or something like that. Yeah, New Japan Strong. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, on, uh, it's on every week, but like if you watch it through World, I think it's on delay. If you have like New Japan World, it's on like a couple weeks. New Japan is it on Access? No, probably not anymore, right? No, no, it's not on Access. I watched it on World just on delay. Them. Yeah, I don't know what their Access deal is anymore. Um, I don't think anybody. I, I think I think Access, uh, I think uh, Anthem kicked everybody except for Impact off. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that I, I show. Could be, I could be making that up, though. It's just an hour. It's just straight wrestling, and all the matches are good. Like, there's no. Who's on it, though? Is it American uh, or Japanese guys? Yes, it's basically like the whole LA Dojo crew. I don't know if you know. Like oh, okay. Carl and um, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler and Rocky Romero, and then they have they bring in guys. So they had like Ishi and and uh, Tanahashi on their big show a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. uh, Lance Archer was on there. So they they rotate guys in and out, but they have like a strong core of like the the uh, Shibata trained like LA Dojo guys, and I think that group is like they've developed way more over the last year and i bet they would be cycling those guys back into new japan but they can't because of travel right so because i think when you go to japan you got to like quarantine for two straight weeks yeah so unless you plan on living there yeah right so i think like 
some of the guys like um like i know jeff cobb just stays out there um who else is just out there oh like, wow I didn't know that. like a yeah like they they just decided okay at the start of it we're just going to stay in new japan uh who else is out there zach saber's out there full time in japan so um but yeah th- that for like a couple of years that was my favorite promotion because like everything they did was just on on it like watch the whole g1 like w- like the last two years like every match of the g1 like uh, mm. even my my fiance me and a couple buddies of mine like we would do like like a like we fill out a bracket for the entire g1 watch every g1 oh, match wow. like yeah and like and then the second year we did it was like we threw money in to like see who would win like you do for college basketball or something like that so i was super into it for a while um but it's kind of fallen off a little bit yeah i was super into it for a while too I'm sure you're right though. I never thought about the travel because like guys like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they really jumped on the AEW train at a good time because she was about to shut down between America and Japan. Yeah. They'd be stuck out there too, but you know, they have families out here. Yeah, it's crazy how that all came to like the timing of that company. I never even thought about that either, about the, the whole pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um uh you mentioned uh Mount Rushmore. Uh, did you guys see Kevin Owens? <laughs> yeah. It's Mount Rushmore. Uh, Fucking. A reunion between himself, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks. I mean, I think his contract's up in January. That's right? what they're saying. They're saying his contract's up in January. And I mean, he I mean, could be trolling. Point, like... He's accomplished so much, and he's doing so little, he'd be a fool to resign. 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. Because he's already yeah, done everything there is to do, and now they're kind of like giving him this, the 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 you know he's not really much you know he's not doing much yeah i mean where do we look, draw the line right yeah where do we they're draw like, the line they're like two guys away from just basically aw's like 2017 pwg roster like 2016 <laughs> yeah. 2017 like it's it's the entire the entire like pwg show in 2017 is on aw which is yeah i mean it's fucking awesome but uh yeah i think one thing and and you know i equate this back to music a lot too it's like uh, cause I think growing up, um, like back in 2011, when I started getting back into wrestling, a lot of what got me into it was seeing like the parallels between like, once I found out about indie scenes and all that stuff, seeing the parallels between like what we did growing up as kids, like touring and hardcore bands and stuff. And I'm sure you see parallels in comedy where you're like hitting the road, driving four hours to play a show and come back. Like once I, once I realized those things were there, uh, in wrestling, it got me way more into it. Um, oh, that's cool. But nice. but once you get to a certain level, you know it's a job, right? And I think some of these guys like they just they just want to support their family and they don't yeah. want to kill themselves and kill their bodies. Like Nakamura is gonna resign every time because he lives out in Orlando and he loves to surf and he gets paid and like and he makes a lot know, of money, he, yeah, right? He chills and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on the guy. It's like, do you want you know, do you still have that like creative itch where you want to wrestle or you just you just want to work the job and, and make the money and support your family. Like our way is cool. So I guess it just comes down to which, you know, which guys want to just get the checks and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think either, you know, so yeah, more power to them. Yeah. It's crazy too, because um, I feel like AEW right now and WWE is a lot like uh, WWF and WCW, you know, back in the day uh, with just like, do you want to, do you want the money or do you want, creative control mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of vince was like i'm not going to pay as much as turner but 
you have a lot more saying what you're going to do. You know, Chris Jericho, you know, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, whatever. Yep. And I feel like that's kind of what AEW is offering now that Vince isn't offering is, is more of like, you be yourself. 100%. And that's and super awesome. Better. You know, like, I'm sure, I'm sure guys love to, you know, wrestlers love that. That's yeah. why they're, you know, that's why Jericho left, you know, WCW to go to WWE. And now he left WWE to go to AEW for the same reason. It's crazy. It all comes full circle, you know? It really does. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's funny, too, because when Christian debuted in TNA, uh, he was saying, I remember, you know, there was one young, hungry, up-and-coming company, and now there's, you know, and he was, like, making that comparison to TNA and WWE. Yeah. Um, that was pretty silly. <laughs> Especially now. With- <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now he's working for AEW. It's strange. And it's, it's yeah. cool because Christian's the Impact Champion. I, I think that's amazing. It's definitely yeah. right there because uh, he was never the TNA champion. He was the last NWA champion in the TNA in the TNA mm-hmm. lineage. Yep, yeah, you're right. yeah, I remember Kurt that. Angle was the first TNA because they had a King of the Mountain, and it was Christian was NWA champion walking in, and Kurt Angle in the TNA title walking out. That's fucking King of the Mountain, man. King of the Wait, mountain. was that was that the reverse? What what, what was the you had to hang TNA the belt? Had... Yeah, you had to hang yes. the belt. What yeah. the fuck? Before, you before you're eligible to hang the belt, you had to get a pinfall. So fucking stupid. I mean, then, look, then, you got to do different stuff, right? When you like, pin somebody, like, that person yeah. had to go to a penalty box. Oh my gosh. I'm all about like you got to try new stuff sometimes, you know, but hey. but yeah, that sounds a little whack. What I like was we're going to get 20 guys around the ring. The first 10 that get into the ring are in a 10-man battle royal. <laughs> the reverse lumberjack, wasn't there? Yeah, the, the reverse, reverse battle royal. You gotta get in, you're fighting to get in the ring. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, hey, man. yeah. It's all good. That's a good way to qualify for it, though. You know, you get 20 guys, and you're right, 10 of you will be in a battle royal. <laughs> get in the ring. That reminds me, I was listening to the Jericho podcast. I don't know who, who he was talking to, but they were just talking about like the the trend of like bullshit happening in your hometown and he was like oh we were going to fucking manitoba and they told me i was going to do musical chairs and like that was the segment and like that's your that's what you do and that's what you did but it got over so something as strange as a 10 man you know reverse battle royal can it might work yeah if you put you mean like you mean like was he saying it in like context of like I go to my hometown and this is what they're having me do in my hometown kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then he knocked it out of the park and it was like the most over segment on the show. You Vince know? kind of Vince kind of like gets off on on doing that to people oh. in hometown. It's and it's the dumbest thing, man. It is it, because it, those people want to love that person. Yeah. <laughs> like, like in Oklahoma, like, they want to love Jim Ross, but Vince McMahon does shit to him, and you know when he's a. Back <laughs> For for a dude who loves money, like that, you're just turning away money. Like dude, how yeah. it's like it's so stupid. I, I mean, I, I, and you know what the real problem was was that you got you had guys like The Rock and like Jericho who would take fucking poor shit and make it the best thing in the world. Yeah. So then they were just like, well, we then everybody should be able to do that. And it's like, no man, not everybody's The Rock, dude. Yeah. Sorry, like not everybody has that sort of like ability to take nonsense and make it like the funniest shit in the world they so, did the this is your life segment which is like absolute garbage uh, it's, one of the, it's one of the most popular segments of all time with the yeah. rock you know mick foley and the rock and i don't remember who it was but a couple of years ago they tried to 
do the uh, redo it. I think it was like Alexa oh, Bliss, Bailey, Alexa yeah. Bliss, and Bailey. Yeah, that was yeah. brutal. It was it was terrible. It was so terrible. Brutal. They they wanted to recreate that magic, but it's like this is not the Rock and Mankind. But that's the thing; it's not on them either, because it's like that's a different time, yeah, a different crowd. It's different. With, it is. Yeah, like you can't it's a really expect different that. Time. You're just setting them up to fail, and that's what sucks. Because that's that's what I feel like a lot of the the negativity on WWE, and and I don't like to be that guy who's just like, you know, WWE sucks. Like I don't watch that trash. Like I want you want them to be good because then everybody else does well, right? Like if everyone's doing well, then all the other companies do good, right? If wrestling's good, wrestling's good, and uh, it trickles but, down. Yeah, man, yeah, but man, they just. They love to just set like everybody on their roster up to fail, except for like they really two people. Do. They really they do. want like they they put a lot of work into two people and everybody else. They just it sucks, man. And it's always kind of been like that. Um, it's just the attitude era. You know, Vince Russo was able to to look at the other other guys besides Austin and Rock and kind of yeah. go, okay, well Val Venus is going to do this, Godfather's going to do this, D'Lo Brown's going to do this. And now there's such yes men in, in, you know, in the back, you know, I'm not back there, but from what I understand that those people, everybody else gets overlooked. They just kind of do it all at the last minute. Yeah. I, I mean, to tie it back into music again, because that's just the way my brain works. Uh, I think different bands operate differently, right? Like there are some bands that it's literally one guy who does everything, right? Yeah. Like he, he, like he's the puppet master. It might not seem like it, but like you'll learn about a band and it's like, yeah, the drummer writes, records, does everything right then there's other bands that are really like cohesive like they all take input and you have to find out what works for you right to do that um some 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 need like a single vision some need multiple input and i think like wwe has just gotten to the point where like they have no direction they're just all over the place and they're just like putting band-aids on shit to get week to week but it doesn't have like a like a vision they don't know what they're doing and then you've got tony khan who's like you know, burning himself out because he's like masterminding most of this, even though everybody, you know, they all write their own storylines for the most part and input, but like, you can tell that dude's getting burned out because like he has like three other real jobs and stuff. Uh, so I just, you know, I don't know how long AEW can sustain that sort of thing. If they keep getting bigger, you know, they're going to have to start to, to piece things out to different people. Um, yeah. And then you, yeah. you know, you might lose quality there, right? When when different people have have input there, so but it's the hard. The thing is, but... though, if um, Vince is doing the same thing, right? He's bringing himself out. He's doing the Kendall lens, but he's not giving up any any power, right? And so, yeah. Tony, if Tony Khan goes, okay, um, you know, Young Bucks, go talk to these guys and plan out what we're going to do tonight. You know, I feel like that has a lot more power than than him going. This is what we're doing. Damn it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yo, oh, yeah. You're, and, and if you're you're relaying your uh, or you're letting the wrestlers make their own things and you're not like putting it off onto writers who don't even watch or never watch wrestling and they don't know wrestling, like which is, you know, a whole nother thing to begin with. So, yeah, there was recently a comedian uh, who was a writer on WWE who went on some podcast or something and she's like, I know nothing about wrestling. Oh, yeah. She got fired, fired, right? Yeah, like the next day or something. And I'm all for that. Like, I don't think you need to know this. Like, I'm not the guy who's like, you know, you could take a football player and make him a wrestler. You know, like, I don't think that's wrong. But when the guy starts wrestling, he's got to get fully invested in it because just like you would anything else, right? So uh, 
but yeah, that, that was a dumb idea to do. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's not necessarily a terrible thing that every single ride, I mean, there's 50 riders, you know, they all yeah. don't have to be diehard wrestling fans. There could be a exactly there for jokes. There could be a few people there to like structure the show, you know, things like that. So I don't necessarily think it was a terrible thing, but it really, <laughs> it really blew up pretty, pretty bad. It blew up in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need different voices, like people who are who aren't like fully consumed in the wrestling bubble, to come up with good ideas outside the box. Like that's a good thing, but yeah. I think they take it too far. Right, because what's that's I always said about Roman when Roman was doing like suffering succotash and shit like that. Oh, it's like, what does a seventy-year-old man know about oh. being a thirty-year-old Samoan man? You know what I mean? Like a seventy-year-old <laughs> white man, what does he know about being a thirty-year-old Samoan guy that you know that like, grew up in wrestling? He doesn't know anything about it. So for him to tell Roman what to say was just terrible. Yeah, and look at him now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's finally not scripted and he's finally like where they wanted him to be all this time. Yeah. Wow. So what a surprise, right? Took a while, but here it we really are. Did. Yeah, it really took a long time for them to be able to trust him. And I, I like that uh when John Cena came back and they had their feud, you know. Uh, but it was like Roman had grown up compared to when they feuded before when John Cena's like, it's a promo, son. You gotta learn if you want to be the big dog. You know, I feel like Roman's grown up a lot since then. So it, it's kind of cool to see that um, things like that happen. You know, yeah, for sure. We're not it's awesome. Hell yeah. You guys want to uh, hit up AEW All Out? I almost said Double or Nothing. I'm like, what was the show called? <laughs> <laughs> Double or Nothing is good. I can't wait till that. They're going to debut so many people. Oh, man. I, I just love – are we just marking out over AEW just being – it's so smart going – four pay-per-views a year just so yep. much more anticipation it's just good it's a good model yeah really I, I don't want to come off like a fanboy either like i don't right? like i don't care what companies but dude the, it's just all they got me watching dark and dark elevation every week like you I'm know what i was watching myself recently i was watching on youtube myself it's simple it's it's not hard to do that shit and it's entertaining man mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. like and I'd, giving I'd so watch- much love to the indies. So as much as yeah. NXT is going to like just stop and put a fence up to the indies, AEW is embracing it and it's going to work to their advantage. And like people that could have went to WWE on the indies, they're going to go to AEW now because the doors closed for them. Yep. So many young, sure. so many young up and covers like Daniel Garcia, just people I never even knew about. Mm-hmm. I'm just you know getting exposed to. So yeah, Elevation and Dark are super super. Good I get that Paul. I get that Paul White commentary. <laughs> Dude, Eddie Kingston on commentary is fucking oh. gold. It's I love it. Gold. It's in so any, good in any aspect. He is. Is he on it? He was on uh, recently. Is he always on it on Dark? He's on every week on. Uh, I think he does Dark Elevation. Elevation? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Him and so Tony Schiavone. It's fucking. It's. it's I'm not. A, I'm not it's a fan so of good. current day wrestlers being on commentary. Like retired wrestlers, I can I can see, but I'm not a fan of like current wrestlers being on it because then it just it's like, well, that guy should just be kicking his ass, you know, not talking shit about him. <laughs> I would tend to agree with you, but Eddie Kingston can do anything. He fucking wants <laughs> so Very whatever, good. dude. It's so good, man. Eddie Kingston, hell yeah. He was an impact for a, a brief one. I don't know. Dude, he was in NWA, he was everywhere, man. Wow. And you know, like that dude, I think he was like a minute away from retiring, and then look yeah. at him now. So good for him, man. That shit's awesome. Oh wow, he was. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. And then like like you said though, like 
there's a lot of AEW fanboys out there, and uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed sometimes when I read their comments on Facebook and things like that. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to be a wrestling fan, and I don't yeah. want to be like that. I, I want everybody to win. You know, I want WWE to win. I want AEW to win. Hell yeah. I want the Indies to win. I want I want wrestling to be to be good and to flourish. I don't want to be like, oh fuck Vince, you know, whatever. Like yeah, these big old people arguing online. I love it when people are arguing like. Oh, I can't believe AEW is taking all WWE guys. But like, those are just the guys because WWE is hoarding guys. Everybody's yeah. a WWE guy at this point. Yeah, exactly. And these exactly. people were people before WWE. Like, look at yeah. Adam Cole. Look at you know Brian Danielson. Like, right, his right. Career is. I mean, the weird thing that got me the other day was so many people are going to be exposed to like this Brian Danielson. When you know when we were growing up, we saw Brian Danielson in the coral springs convention center in front of like 50 75 people oh wow dang. you know what i mean yeah like was that ring of honor or was that just like another it was, ring, it was ring of honor okay nice yeah and it's just so crazy to me that this whole wave of you know kids essentially are being exposed to these people who were people before you know so yep. again it comes full circle it's cool who were kids when they started wrestling when we started watching them right mm-hmm. AJ wow. Styles, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Cole Cabana, you know, all these guys, Adam Cole, Young Ricochet. Bucks, yeah, Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet. He's been around for so long. Yeah. I used to see and, Ricochet uh, up in Tampa for like Evolve and what was the other one? Uh, Florida Impact Pro, FIP or something. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Full Impact. Full Impact. Right. Full Impact. Yeah. And it's like, damn, dude, you know, you watch all these dudes. And now they're, you know, on main event now <laughs> with, with, with Cedric Alexander, but he's getting paid. They're not, even, they're not exactly. even in the main event of main event. Oh, yeah. Aww. And they're both spectacular. I think Ricochet is still one of the greatest wrestlers of our generation, along with like Ray Phoenix. Like, fuck, man. Ray Phoenix yeah. is an ungodly yeah. wrestler. Yeah, yeah, no, he's incredible. That that cage match was incredible. All right, let's let's hop into all out, you guys. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, so we had a dark match, which I did not see. Uh, the best friends. I oh, Orange Cassidy's a best friend now. Orange yeah. Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, yeah. and yeah. Wheeler, Wheeler Utah. Utah. I don't know who that Wheeler, is. Uh, defeated Wheeler, the Jurassic Utah. Express, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. Oh, no, them and Jurassic Express defeated. Oh, this Jurassic, is so many. Friends. <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic Friends. Jurassic Friends. Hell yeah, that's cool. Oh, it's a 10-man tag, I see. I yeah. see. Okay. And they defeated the, the Hardy family office. Matt Hardy, private party, uh, private party, hybrid two, and the butcher and the blade. Oh, interesting. I guess just the blade, not the butcher. Butcher yeah, came but, back. Yeah, butcher showed up though. Oh, was, was he injured? injured? Was he injured? Yeah, I think he was injured, right? Who For is like, the blade? I know who I know who the butcher. Wait, no, wait, wait, who's the Butchers. old so wait, one of them is uh one of them is uh what's his face from impacts? Can't remember his name. Oh, Braxer Sutton. Yeah. What was his, what was his name, name before? Pepper Parks. Pepper Parks. One of them is Pepper yeah. Parks. Pepper Parks. The other one. The other one is uh, Andy Williams, the guitar player of Every Time I Die. No, yep. uh, for real. Yeah, yep. that's wow. the book. Check him out, wrestled? dude. Did he wrestle previous to being the butcher? Uh, Blade or whatever no. he is. No, he did. No. He did some indies. And, right. Uh, yeah. Dude, the. He was just like a, a, a huge, like I, I saw him at the one PWG show I went to huge fan, uh, but he's a huge dude and he just yeah. got into it and he's really fucking good. I don't know if he was injured or wow. he was off doing their record because they just, uh, they're putting out a new record in 
couple weeks. They put out a new song recently. It's oh, fucking awesome. He's, so he's in the band uh, he's in wrestling. Yeah, I'd check them out if you if you haven't heard them before. Check them out. What are they called? Every time I die, they've been around okay. for ages. This is like their ninth record. Yeah, wow. maybe twenty years of being a band. Maybe. Yeah. Something That's cool. Like maybe that. I like yeah. the tag team better too. <laughs> if I like the band, I'm like, hell yeah, this guy's cool now. Yeah. Uh, the first televised match was uh, Miro versus your guys' favorite color commentary, uh, Eddie. <laughs> Single match for the TNT Championship. Uh, I was trying to find. Um, I was trying to get it at this point. I didn't. I didn't see the pay per view yet. I did. You know, I saw clips of this match. Seemed pretty good. They had a pretty good build. Miro walks out TV champion. What do you guys think of this? Good for what it was. Good opening match. Obviously, yeah, we want our favorite go over, but it was good. Yeah, I don't know where they're going off of it because they kind of did. I think they 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 did the gimmick where like uh, the turnbuckle was off and Eddie uh, would have yeah. pinned him, but the referee wasn't paying attention, so he got like a visual three count, but didn't really win. And then Miro hit him with a low blow, and uh, and that was that. But um, I mean, it was an awesome match. Like they 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 fucking. They went at it, so I, I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I'm I'm always trying to decide if I like Miro or not. Like uh, his same. promos, yeah, I like agree. talking, I, same, same. same. Like yeah. in the ring, dude is fucking awesome. Since day like back in NXT, he's he's solid. I, I don't know if I like the character or not. He keeps teasing his wife. I don't know if they're gonna bring her in or not. Probably but, will um, eventually. I mean, yeah. that's not bad. She, you know, she'll be she'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, as, as appearing. It, Dude, if she's got the accent, it's all good. Like, I don't think that, she will. that act. That, yeah, I don't. That, <laughs> He's going to be CJ Perry from Tallahassee, Florida. Dude. I like. That, uh, yeah, that shit don't do it for me. I like when she would when she would talk like in WWE, and she's like talking like her regular white voice, and then she'll like say Rusev, and then she'll just go back to like, <laughs> like oh yeah, da, 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 we went to Starbucks, this and Rusev, and. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, that so, was yeah. Really I, for me. The match was real good. I, I you know, I, I think they need to figure something out with this character because it's just not clicking. But uh, I think they're real patient. We'll see what they'll do. I don't know. Is he still with Kip Sabian? He's hurt. I think. Oh, yeah, I think he's he right. on the broke his leg for or something. A minute. He's been yeah, yeah. He's been gone for a minute. Dang. Okay. I guess <laughs> but he kicked his ass. I saw Penelope Ford on Dark, so she's just probably just chilling. Yeah, Wait, she, isn't yeah. Miro feuding with her or something? I saw recently. Like she had a match on Dark, and he came out, and he was like watching it, but like sarcastically watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said something about Kip or something. So there might be some unfinished business. I know he. Oh, he maybe when he comes before. back, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. John Moxley in his feud against Japan uh, takes <laughs> on Satoshi Kojima. In, in a pretty, this is where I came in. Uh, this is a pretty good match. Eleven minutes fifty seconds. I I feel like. You know, John Moxley came in. Uh, he was the you know oh you know Dean Ambrose is in the AEW. You know, it was a big bombshell. Uh, he got his title run. He was on top for a while, and now he's just kind of having fun with it. I think that's what he's doing. He's just you know he wants to be the crazy guy, have these crazy fights, and that's what he's doing. Yeah, he ripped it. He rips it. I feel like he's uh, not untouchable because you know nobody is. But I feel like he uh, he's had a really good trajectory, and he can he can really do whatever you want him to or whatever you let him you know i enjoy or the whatever he wants yeah he's or out here winning the gcw title before the paper <laughs> <laughs> and i love that i love yeah, i love it's awesome. all the 
and, and that's yeah. what I was talking about before, where it's just like dudes popping up here and there, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there's nothing get nothing's better than that. So it's like very old school. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, and it's all awesome. So what about Zach Ryder winning the GCW title? That was like pretty unexpected. And that was a pretty that was a pretty exciting thing that you know I wanted to see. I haven't seen it yet. I kind of want to go back and see it. Um, yeah, he made a spinner belt and everything. Yeah. Well, he did. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, hell yeah! He, he came out just dude. like Vince McMahon from ECW. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then, see, but then, like, dudes just having fun, man. I'd like at the yeah. end of the day yeah. when they're having fun, it's always the best shit. And it's like when somebody's having fun, like the fans can kind of know that and they're having fun you know exactly. like i had a guy come up to me after one of my sets and he was like you know what i like about you i can tell you just up there just being yourself exactly 100 percent, man and that's what it is people can relate to that. dude being if i go see a band and they're just stage potatoing as they play i don't give a fuck how good they are like like i'll still respect it i might like it on record but it won't it won't hit it for me it's yeah. when a band goes off and is just losing their shit. That's that's what gets me into it. Like that's what lets me know that they're about that. So they're about that life. And then uh, so the rumor was that Zach Ryder or Matt Cord- Cordona, uh, he was a GCW champion, but he couldn't keep up with the schedule because he has a lot of stuff going on, and that's kind of why he offered to drop it to John Moxley or just uh, drop okay. it, I guess. And and the company, you know, like the John Moxley. Gotcha. But, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with the GCW title because now he can go on AEW and kind of like do his smaller stuff, you know, do you know a match, whatever, and then he's kind of gone. But then he goes, you know, GCW or any other independents and has his death matches and kind of fulfills the, what he used to do, kind of situation. So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, too. I think they're doing Nick Gage again. I think that that's how they finished that show on Saturday. Nick Gage, oh yeah, Moxley yeah. are gonna have a yeah, match. Said, so. you, you know where to find me, type shit. Like, ooh. yeah, he was a yeah. really good one when he left WWE. Um, he, he was like kind of one of the first guys to like go from WWE to AEW. Uh, he was the Christian Cage, you know, for AEW, and uh, I think he was the perfect guy to go over there and do what he did. I agree. Hell yeah, that that video of him breaking out of prison that was super Fuck. cool. And yeah. now everybody's doing it, which yeah again correlates to music dude it's like oh they're using the same you know guy or the uh, uh, uh uh-huh. but, you know tommy and ruby riot whatever she's you know Did ruby riot do one yeah i think she it was did. the same people too yeah tommy yeah. and then some didn't somebody do one that was supposed to be like spinoff of tommy ends oh uh buddy murphy buddy murphy yeah yeah, yeah. that's right Which would have been cool those. you know but see. we'll see if he's an AEW. that's kind of a jump that we don't need to see He's good. Yeah. He's good, but like, you know, like, oh my God, Buddy Murphy's on dark. Like, no, he's really gonna. Notice. Yeah, you don't want to come in right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he's no, probably in a couple don't. months. Yeah, might be impact bound. We'll see. A former guest of my podcast, uh, Britt Baker, DMD. Hey, when I interviewed Britt Baker, she was in dental school. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah she was in dental shit. school, and now she's the dentist. Was she cool? Yeah, she was super cool. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a really good time with her. In fact, it was around the time that uh, Johnny Gargano uh, was in NXT. He had just um, gotten he had just gotten signed. Uh, rumor, okay. you know, it was never officially announced, but like everybody thought he was signed. And she was trained by Johnny and Candice, so she was super close to them. Wow! And so yeah. uh, it was fun because I presented the question. Um, hypothetically speaking, Johnny Gargano <laughs> gets signed. What does that mean to you? You know, I'm not asking you to confirm or deny it. And so it was cool because <laughs> we were able to talk about it, and, and it was a way where she didn't feel like she was a. Uh, you know, giving away too much. 
because I, I presented nice. as hypothetical. So I thought that was pretty cool. And we had a good time. Oh cool. yeah. yeah. I even have a little sound bite. This is Britt Baker. You're listening to Pro Wrestling Nation. Well, oh yeah. That's cool. Uh let's see. Britt Baker with Jamie Hayter defeated Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy. Um, Chris Statlander's good, you know, she's she's a hard hitter. She's she's you know really coming to an I don't know about the whole alien thing, it's kind of weird, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's bullshit that you're an alien. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she's not a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> that whenever people say that shit, it makes the alien shit worth it. When they're like, that alien <laughs> yeah. shit is bullshit. Like it's it's, it's cool. It's great. <laughs> bullshit. I like how AEW's allowed to say shit on dynamite and they just like abuse the fuck out of it. Oh my yeah. god. I feel like it goes from like two to three to four to five. Yeah, because I thought it was one, week. but I think last time I heard it, it's two. like an, it's like one per segment now. Oh yeah, it yeah, really still promo. gets a huge like, pop every shit. time. Yeah, but uh, Britt Baker really is coming into her own. She's she's really good, and um, this was a good match. It was a really good match. It was a good yeah, match. I thought she it was is awesome phenomenal. too. Yeah, I I don't know what they're gonna do if they. I mean, she should probably have the title for a long time because yeah, give her a year. I don't see any anybody or any reason to take it. Not that well, we there have, are other. We have a number awesome. one contender. We have a number one contender. So we'll see. We do. Oh, we and I, interview, I interviewed Britt Baker was right after she uh she jobbed to a Nia Jax on Raw when Nia Jax first debuted. Ooh. She was oh, squash talent. match. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that match. gift yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh Dang. cage match. We had the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Uh this match was so epic. Uh Money. but one thing that kind of like I thought was weird was was the cage like like too big for the ring a little bit a little bit there was like some space there between the ring and the cage i think uh, on one of the sides because i saw one one of the dudes just like in the little hole like on the other side i got pentagon was like pentagon was like trapped between the apron and the cage yeah on a couple spots yeah i I don't know about cage logistics no but uh like come on let's get a better cage guy out here come on what are you doing (laughs) i enjoyed it yeah oh man this match was this match was so epic like uh, this is another one that, you know, I thought it'd be a good match, but I think it went way up and beyond what I even expected out of it. And then when they pulled out the the, the that guy that uh, Brandon Color threw the bag in and yeah. then he had the, the thumbtack shoe, yep. that was great. And he just kept super kicking him with it. That was great. I, I really so don't understand how, like, those guys, like, always one-up it. Like, because I think they had, like, even though they had, like, people debuting and, and the main event and all that stuff, like, the way that those teams – manage to like exceed expectations everything i don't know how the fuck they do it like it's crazy the shit that they do and and the way that that like what's the longest any either of the young bucks have been injured like can you remember oh i listened to an interview today with them from like a year and a half ago on a aw podcast and they said that they never have had a major injury like how the fuck is that a thing that's insane insane like that just that 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 further shows how great they are. But uh, I mean, even more so like the Lucha brothers They're those two are fucking bananas, man. Incredible. Uh, they really are. Yeah. Like that cage match was amazing. Like, yeah. There's so really bad. nothing to say about it. It was just like <laughs> the greatest cage match. That, that is what it is. It really yeah. was. But it I'm going to penalize uh, Pentagon though. Cause after okay. the match, he called his daughter and his wife, I'm assuming, uh, yeah. out of the ring. And he's like hugging them and he's like bloody as bleeding well. all over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> his daughter has blood on her face. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Just wait until after you shower. Yeah. 
my fiance though, she like starts crying when she saw that shit. So like that I got shit, a little like, teary eye too. Even over the top for me. Like I think yeah. that shit's awesome. And then the and the whole time I'm like, the, no, bro, this is bloody. <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, it's his kids, dude. And I I forgot till I saw them playing it back. The entrance for the uh for the Lucha Brothers was fucking awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that shit. Thank you, Rockets, ripping it. Dude, that was yeah, so good. Really good. Like it's it's hard to do like big entrances like live performance. Yeah, uh, where sometimes they're not cheesy. it can feel really awkward. Yeah, yeah, they fucking killed it. It was. And then it was uh, awesome. a lot of things with like like with WWE programming, it's like there's been a long time since we've really gone into a big match where you're like, who's gonna win? You know? Yeah. And like it matters. You know, it, it yeah. matters who wins and who is it gonna be. And like I I didn't know who's gonna win. And like there were so many times where they took these matches me over and it just kept going. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. It was a great match, Amazing. and it was no no escape the cage rule, which I also like. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully they didn't do only. any. And thankfully they didn't do like really dumb shit off the cage because that's all I could think about is like who the yeah. fuck is gonna like do a Canadian off the top or some dumb yep. shit. Didn't they a nice crossbody. They, they just did a very easy crossbody. Yeah, all three caught him very happy. safe. <laughs> yeah, didn't they and see it was still awesome. off the top rope? recently uh yes yeah, they, they did it they did it off the they did it off the top rope off the top rope the cage oh, and it's always matt cage. jackson taking that fucking spot like always oh yeah, yeah. i think Britt baker did it i think it was Britt. oh yeah she she did the, did the um the pittsburgh the sunrise they called it the sunrise off the top rope yeah. yeah that's what it was yeah i'm like that sounds familiar but yeah yeah she she stole adam cole's move right yeah Man. i was like well, he's so when she did playing. that i'm like he's he's showing up i mean we all knew he was showing up but uh, we, we saw the, the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, this was a really good match. It's weird that the way they do it, though, they bring them out in, in uh, groups of four or groups of five. Yeah, groups of, yeah, whatever. They, the they draw the suits. I wonder, I wonder if they really, really draw the suits in the back or if it's just like they just you know make the order. I know the Joker card had, couldn't have been drawn because that would have been like the ultimate coincidence, right? Yeah. And I was even thinking like it looks less realistic if she comes out as a Joker card, but it's also really cool too because then she has a solo entrance exactly and then yeah. you get the yeah. whole the whole moment you know yeah yeah um so ruby riot a uh, ruby soho i don't know what soho means but whatever um but yeah she, she debuted and it was it was a really good match i thought uh the fact that they invited sky blue who was on dark just because they yeah. were impressed by her i thought that was pretty cool you know because she's an indie talent and they're like hey you did really good you should be in this battle royal and like it was a you know it made her career so far yeah she's cool yeah, it was it was a really good match though. I really liked it. Um, who did it come down to? Ruby and Thunder Ruby Rosa. And Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah, Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. He's man. from around here too. I saw it on um, oh, in the indie. It's some indie wrestling here around here a while a while back. Yeah, yeah she's, she's awesome. In I fact, think I they got some. She was just a manager when she was training stone. She was just a manager. Oh shit! Really? NTW, yeah, our local C, our local uh, same place. Bailey came from. Wow! Nice. Yeah, she's uh, killer. I, I think they got some kinks to work out with that match still, like we were talking about before. We're like trying yeah. to come up with new match types because uh, it's awkward when they run out and like it's one after another. They don't really get an entrance, but they kind of do. They so like, yeah. kind of like the excitement right. away. Um, but I think they'll get it because uh, like I don't want them to give up on the idea because I think it's a good idea uh, versus yeah. just a regular battle royal. But versus um, just a battle yeah, royal with good. the casino name. Yeah, exactly. And then like you know you seen like uh, battle royals. Like WWE Battle Royal, they had their women's battle royal a few years ago, and it yeah. was all these like legends, right? And it's, yeah, there's just a conga line of women, and you're like, well, well who who is that? Wait, who's that? Who's that? 
you know, with him, Sonny was in there. I didn't see her get eliminated, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I think, I think it is kind of a, a better way to do it, but it's still not the best way to do it yet. Yeah. Agreed. Good match though. Yeah. It was a good match. Should have been I, Thunder Rosa, but yeah, it was a good match. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't have got the big pop that Ruby got. Exactly. And it, was, it was really cool to see Ruby and she was, you know, um, in her element and she was having a good time. Cause you got to think somebody like her, like she loses her job. She gets released and she's got to be like, Oh man, what, what am I going to do? You know? Now what? In 90 days, and here she is. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated MJF in a Chris Jericho has to retire if he loses match. Uh, I thought <laughs> it was cool that Jericho still was on the rope that one time, and then they MJF thought he won. You know, and the yeah. other guy was like, restart the match. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, it was a man telling a woman what to do. He's like, I was watching it. You need to restart that match right now. <laughs> I didn't even think you of don't that. Know about refereeing. I didn't think of that. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the man out there, you know, just in case the woman messes up. <laughs> yeah, it was, they had me. I was like, I was pissed for a second doing the fuck finish. And I was like, they don't do this shit, but I should have. I should have known they weren't going to I knew something was going to happen because, yeah, they, he had his foot on the rope and then he kept on there for a while. And I'm like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They got to restart it. You know, because yeah. Jericho can't retire. Just like that, you know. No. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, I, there could have yeah, been a chance. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have been surprised it, either. But I'm glad they didn't because, I mean, that dude still does so much for that show. So, Yeah, I feel like having Chris Jericho on commentary would be cool, but it also – you know, it wouldn't be as cool as... as nope. You know. Yeah. Gotta keep him on the show. Yeah. Chris Jericho, babyface in AEW. The time. Uh, CM Punk defeated Darby Allen. You know, you guys, I please explain this to me. What is this between Darby Allen and Sting? Where did it come from? Why is it happening? What do they have in common? Like, I don't get Face it. Face paint, brother. That's face what paint. people tell me when I tweet out. What is this? Everybody's like, they like, <laughs> they like face paint. It's like, his emo Halloween, you know, like spooky know. rockers, bro. Yeah, I feel so, like they're just Darby Allen came out and he's significantly smaller than Sting, he's skinnier and shorter than Sting. He yeah. had a skateboard on his side, and it looked like a father was taking his son to the skate park. Yeah, <laughs> it's his emo son, oh, you know. Hell yeah, dude, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, and then he skateboards down to the ring, and they're like, CM Punk, why do you want to fight Darby? He's like, Oh, a 15 year old me would have loved that guy, yeah. like, because like, he's 15. <laughs> yeah. he's like the bam margera of wrestling yeah yes yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like he's uh, he's just his own his own entity yeah even know what he is yeah, um it was a good match though darby allen impressed me i'm not a big darby allen fan because i feel like they're doing everything they can to get him over they put yeah. the TNT title on him they gave him sting they put him in with cm punk it's like they're like this guy's gotta get over somehow you know um i'm not a big fan of him but he had a really he I really liked when they first kind of started wrestling around a little bit, and then Darby took him down with the hip toss, and Punk was like, "Oh, he got me." Yeah, yeah. paying tribute. That was the. Uh, mm-hmm. You got it. Uh, the uh, Bret Hart mm-hmm. uh, one two three kid match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. yeah nice you're homage. Right. I think it was Have like you the seen... same thing. It, like literally, yeah, it literally like was opening. Wow. Yeah, opening the match. Did, have you seen any of the matches? Uh, with uh, with Darby and like Ethan Page back in uh, was that Evolve that they had matches in? No, I have not seen Darby. I didn't okay. I never heard of Darby Allen before uh, AEW. He was would, way cooler before. We're I would check some of that there. out. Yeah, like if you're only if you're only 
uh, if you only know him from AEW, I would check some of that stuff out because has his name always been Darby Allen? Uh, I feel like he's named after the company. All in. Oh, look at that. Darby All In. Oh, Allen. Oh, wow. A L L I N is how he spells it. And so I'm like, what is he like? They named him after the company or what? Yeah, no, I, I would check be... out some of that shit. Because, okay, uh, I didn't even know he I was mean, evil. yes, his main gimmick is let me see how bad I can fuck myself up and throw myself against like metal pillars. And the first time I really even knew body bags was, and shit uh, was when he he had that clip. Um, he had a match against Cody, and he did yep. the coffin drop on the on the on the apron on the corner yep. of the ring, and he just ate it. Oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. clip went viral, and I just saw the clip. I didn't even see the match. And I'm like, fuck, look at this. And then somebody, uh, I mean, somebody put it to uh to that guy, superhuman. The guy who says, This is all to the jugglers and jugglers. Oh that man, shit. and he jumps into shit. They yeah. put that in, um to the, to the Darby. Fuck, I gotta see that now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how I he's doing, man. That. I haven't seen superhuman pop up on my feed in a minute. Is he, he has all right? A new Twitter. I found him on Twitter recently. Okay, okay. Yeah, he I haven't seen Twitter. Twitter. He's st- um, he's I feel like okay. he keeps getting deleted, like his Twitter account maybe keeps keeps getting banned or something. You know, because this shit is dangerous. Uh, he debuted for JCW recently. Oh, I saw. Oh, I saw yeah, it. yeah. He that, that's kind of how I got I got on the uh, on the on the kick of checking him out. And then I watched yeah, a him. clip of him on Tosh Point a long time ago. What? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Damn. Well, going back to Darby Allen. One, <laughs> one thing I saw Darby Allen at uh, MLW in Orlando against Joey Janela and. They both threw each other off a second-story balcony. Oh yeah, I saw that clip too. That was Darby Allen, dude. Yeah, and I was under the balcony, like it was like a nightclub, and I'm just sitting there like drinking, and then I just see two human bodies right in front of me onto a stack of chairs, and I was like, okay. And then I, you know, because I was the same way. I was like, ah, Darby's just like whatever, not believable. Just I don't care. Yeah. But then I saw him fall, you know, fly off a balcony, and I was like, okay. Um, I think actually what I was thinking of was an outside one, but it was Joey Janela. Oh, with the off the top of the fucking building. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but somebody apologized on the top off the top of a building. Yeah, I remember that. I'm trying to remember who that is. I don't know who it was. It wasn't. I don't want to like. I don't know. I'm not going to embarrass myself by guessing, but it was some big dude. (laughs) It was somebody. It was somebody. Um, That's cool. I didn't know he was an MLW either. Yeah, you know all these dudes. MJ. I'm looking forward to uh, Fightland and. Hammerstone versus uh, Fatu. Yes. That's going to be epic. That's great, great, great card. Yeah, because Fatu's been just tearing it up. He's what is he? Is he, um, is he not, he's not a Rikishi son, is he? I am not sure. I don't know either. I don't know if he's an Uso big brother. I do know that WWE signed the Uso's little brother, though. Yeah, the little guy, yes. right? Yeah. I yeah, saw that. That's going to be super cool. Looks just like the other brothers. He does. He looks just like the Uso's. Yeah, identical. Yeah, um, Hammerstone's a guy who I want to see do big things. I remember like 2015, 2016, uh, the guys who had my eyes on were Hammerstone and Kevin Cross. There you go. Now uh, Cross is a gladiator on Raw. Hey. <laughs> doing, doing the, the red strap thing, which is pretty cool, you know? No, it's not. Hammerstone's pretty <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You know? <laughs> he, he hangs out with Drake Wirtz a lot, too, so I just can't take him seriously. Oof, Cross? Oof. Yeah, he like, yeah, oh, he's dang. like... He's real big on that shit. Oh, and I'm dude. like, oh man, really? I did not know that. Coming to your local school board meeting. I mean, Scarlett yeah, dude. two and two. Oh man. I assume. I try. I don't know. My my I, know, I try to understand the yeah. politics of it too. But then, like, when you read the transcript from the Drake 
speech. You're like, oh, come on, dude. Sorry, I live in Orlando. Homeboy's trying to run for local office around here. So oh, wow. Fuck. Yeah, get fucked. Like, fuck you. Yeah, we're not doing that. Wow. And I, I hate I hate being that guy. And forgive me, you know, audience. But sometimes oh, I just yeah. like, separate. I, 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 I could separate art and artist for sure. Like, I don't. But but when right? but when when you leave wrestling and then you want to run for office and in, in where I live and make decisions. <laughs> it's I'm personal. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's when you gotta just move to uh, Knox County. Yeah, Jacobs. And yeah, the big mayor. Yeah, um, Paul White uh, in, in in a smoke break match. Uh, yep. Paul White defeated QT Marshall Marshall. Uh, I like a little build. They showed the video of him harassing Tony Schiavone. That was fun, and Tony Schiavone really like he really like sold it well. Yeah, I, like I love Tony Schiavone. I don't like QT Marshall, um, but I, I like that video of him harassing Tony Schiavone. That was fun. Uh, apparently, he had kid. Aaron Solo in his corner. That was pretty cool. I didn't know that. He's uh, from out there, right? Yeah, he is. He's from out yeah. this way. Yep. Uh, he defeated uh, Paul White, defeated him in three minutes and 10 seconds. Three minutes. Yep. That's all you really need with Paul White. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's funny because he's wearing the same kind of uh, singlet that he used to wear. It was just more material. Yeah. Yes. They let it in a little bit. Just switched it up. It was a good let me up match, you know? Yeah, it was. It's yep. funny because uh, Twitter, because, you know, I try to be on Twitter uh, during the, the shows and stuff. And Twitter was just like, why is this match after CM Punk? They, they were so, like, upset about it. But yeah. It's like, you got to go to the bathroom, you know? You got to have a cigarette or something. Smart. Just go straight into CM Punk to Cody, uh, to uh, Kenny and... and whatever yep. yeah was can't it? do it what, perfect was it <laughs> oh yeah that's right the impact champion um so at this point i'm like okay is daniel bryan gonna come out now so the rumor was um he's supposed to debut still in a few weeks in new york they're doing some shows in new york uh but covid's getting bad again and um they were facing possible um ca- capacity limitations and, and so instead of, of dealing with that they would rather have debuted him with a full arena so they changed his debut night to to this night instead that was the rumor going into the night and mm-hmm. so i'm like all right well what's he gonna do is he gonna come out like uh, is he gonna come out before this match you know what's gonna happen right and uh we went into uh kenny omega the uh, aew champion versus the impact champion christian this was a really good match and i was so happy to see christian in this main event spot and um just keeping up with kenny and this, this the history between kenny and christian and and don Callis. Mm-hmm. uh it was the story they told was amazing and uh, it was it just worked out because I was pretty upset when Christian came in and he became a member of Jurassic Express. I'm like, come on, what are they doing with Christian? Come on, really? really? <laughs> and uh, now he's in his main event spot, and I knew he was going to lose going into it. You know, obviously he's not going to beat Kenny Omega, um, but I was just you know honored he was there, honored he was in the main event. It was a good match. Uh, ultimately, Kenny Omega got the win, and then uh, we had a little uh, run in from the uh, the elites. I guess before we get to that, what do you guys think of this match? What do you guys think of seeing Christian in the main event? It, it's just crazy to me the the bumps Christian's taking, and you forget how old he is. Like yeah. it's crazy how good of shape that guy's in, and like great shape. I, I don't I don't mean this in a detrimental way, but like you know how uh you know how certain uh like when they talk about referees and like football and basketball, and they say like oh you know if you don't notice them, they're doing their job kind of thing. Yeah, like you never. Like Christian doesn't fuck up a thing. Like mm-hmm. he is perfect, and and for I mean he's been doing it this long. It makes sense, right? But it just sucks because you see a lot of people don't really give him his due, 
and and he's he's like you can't not everybody can do that shit with Kenny, right? And he he did it like he's been doing it for years. So but yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Xavier? Yeah, it was a good main event. I love Kenny Omega. Love, love, love. Yeah, Christian. Um, not indifferent, but I don't know. But it was good. Like like Chad said, it was crazy seeing him take all these bumps, and he's still getting in there and and doing his thing, you know. Yeah, and no matter how good he is, though, like like you said, Chad, he'll always be like edges second. Yeah, like, yeah. which always going to be, which sucks. Yeah, which sucks. Know? Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. But like at the same time, like I think I think. He's one of those dudes that once he actually does retire, I think that's when people was like, oh, fuck, man. Like people like cool kids will be like, yo, you know, Christian, that was the fucking real guy. Like, I yeah. think that's. And I'm glad he came legacy. back because he didn't get a very good retirement. And he just kind of quietly retired the no. first time. No. And then the thing that's a shame is like Edge and Christian are both back, but they're separate now. Yeah. yeah. They, they had a the little moment at the Rumble, it, though. Yeah. That was a fun moment at the Rumble. Which was nice, you know, and it feels like so long ago, but that was just this year. Right, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so the elite comes out, they start beating down on Christian, and then uh, Jurassic Express comes out to save him. And at this point, you're like, Daniel Bryan's gonna come out, and Adam Cole was the furthest thing from my mind, okay, you guys. Same, and then, same. Uh, this music hits, and it's like Adam Cole up on the big screen, and you're like, Holy, yeah, Adam Cole, right? He comes out, and it says all elite baby on his shirt, and it was such a moment, it was such a moment. I, 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 for some reason, I wasn't expecting him. People weren't really talking about him being there. It was still yep. like, what's he going to do? Is he going to resign? Is he going to leave? We don't know. And he came out. And then uh, when he super kicked uh, Jungle Boy, yep, you're like, oh, shit. He joins the elite. That was really, that was a good moment. That was a really good moment. And then you think the pay-per-view is going to end it like that. And then Brian Danielson comes out. And that was an even more amazing moment uh one of my friends told me i was talking to him today he's like oh, i was overkill it was so many debuts it was so you know whatever but the way they did it the way it played out i felt like it went pretty smooth yeah i say give me more yeah it was good it was it, it, it was, was it was good and i'll point out one thing that i didn't pay attention to i guess adam cole came out of the heel tunnel yeah, I was just gonna say that. It's like, oh, right? And I, I, came out the I had no, I like, had to know. Oh, I didn't know. So when when he, you know, hit Jungle Boy, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, and me too. Was, you know, I thought he was gonna like, challenge dude. Omega. I thought, oh, here's the next challenger. Right, but he came out of the heel tunnel, so I was like, huh, makes sense. You you noticed that chat, or you saw like after the fact? No, I noticed it, but I I like I know AEW does that, but I just figured, oh, like he came out from the wrong side by accident. Like I didn't yeah. really think it. Um, I especially you know it's it's hard when you've got a guy who's just so good on the mic like i mean and wrestling but like him on the mic is is i think where he he shines and uh it's hard for a dude like that to be a heel uh but you'll guys you'll you'll see when you watch dynamite tonight he did it in one night like they're already booing yeah. him so it's it's nice he's fucking awesome um I love it. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I, you know, everything you said about, uh, you know, Cole maybe or not, and 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 Danielson maybe or not, I had thought the same things too. But like, I haven't, like, I jumped off the couch when Danielson came. I didn't think they'd do that, like, do two in one night or, well, I guess that's too big. Yeah, too one. big. Yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. Minutes. yeah, and like, I, I, you know, the reason that you don't right is because you want to spread that stuff out. But if you've got a plan and you've got more shit coming, then why the fuck not? Right? Yeah. Just do it. Right. Let's, let's get these matches going. Right. Because they've, they've got TV to fill. And now right? they have the people to, to fill a main event 
for the next year, but just yeah. with the guys you've got, you just go A and B, A and C, A and D, B and A, yeah. B and C. Like you can fill mm-hmm. cards forever. So I was reading, I was reading an article today about how Tony Khan is a believer of the rotation system. Mm. That'll be good. That'll be good. Cause that's what like WWE meaning- did all these years is to just give guys months off, like you know, yes. three months on, three months off, whatever, whatever the cycle is, they need and, months and- off. If they've got the money to do it, then fuck yeah, man. That, yeah. That's all it comes down to. That's the only reason you don't sign guys like that, right? Is because you don't have things for them to do, which it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they rotate them, or you don't have the money. If they've got the money, man, dude. Because, uh, like, and with the rotations, then you've got people returning, which is so you've got huge yeah, pops for true. guys who've been gone for four or five months. Yeah. Back right. unexpectedly. Like, dude, that's. That's that's how you make like can't miss TV every week because you yep. don't know what's gonna happen. Who's gonna show up? And then you got fresh matchups, yep. fresh fresh roster. Look fresh at fresh roster. Yeah, the roster without all the megastars. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't name yeah you're right though. They have a really good roster with that. I mean, just take out CM Punk and Brian. All these guys that debuted the last week, just take them out, and it's still a mega roster. Yeah, exactly. I could still watch that. Like I remember watching. Um, around the time where it was like best friends versus Santana and Ortiz and like that feud was happening. And then you had uh, Joey Janelle and Sonny kiss and just, you know, the homegrown like AEW. like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happily, I'll happily watch both, but I'm saying they're in good hands, no matter what, you know, like the company itself. What do you guys uh, yeah. think about the future of Bray Wyatt? I don't want to see him in AEW. I, I don't want, I don't care for the character. You know, I'm not a big fan of the feud. I've never really been a huge Bray Wyatt fan. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't mind seeing him go there. Uh, I I feel like if he's doing most of the creative, you know, he could be something pretty good. It it could it could do well, but I feel like I you know me personally, I don't care to see yeah. it. But yeah, I was a fan of the, like the original like character and like what they were doing. The with original when they were like, yeah, like the FCW yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Like yeah. the super spooky Bayou character. Yeah, the buzzards, shit. all that shit. That's Money. what I like. Was awesome. Right. With Harper um, and Leland Mercy you know, want to be. Yeah, so I, I don't know what, what they would do with him. Um, so, but again, like you said, if they've got a rotating cast and they, you know, they've got a big show in six months and they've got people that they're given a break and that's an easy way to, you know, get a huge rating and have a huge match for a pay-per-view. So who knows? I mean, yeah, he's a great well. wrestler. So, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I'm the same. Like, I, I, you you do get to a point where it's like, I've I've got all these other guys I want to see wrestle. There's only yeah. you know. Where does he go then? What does he do? I mean, I I don't see Impact do anything with him. I could yeah. see him. I could see him doing like a thing, not like specifically with like Rosemary and stuff, but like in that vein, mm. like weird, weird vignettes, just weird. Like I feel like he could fit in that, you know, in that scheme. But yeah, because that's if he's still- doing his weird shit. I mean, I watch Impact here and there, but I haven't kept up. They're still doing just like hundred people shows, right? Like it's still small tapings, right? Last like they I don't saw, have large. That's what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it's probably my bias too, but like I've seen some of their matches and they're like some of their main events over the last couple of months, and it's been good stuff. But it's just the crowd size and the building. I just think it still has that. People still have that TNA feel to it. Yeah, it's got. And that they vibe. really need. Yeah, I think they need to like. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? You need to be in front of a big crowd and change your fucking production, right? Like, what the fuck do I know? But personally, like, I think they just need, like, with a change of scenery, because it's like a completely different raw. I don't know. Did you see that Moose Ishii match? No. Uh, from no. New Japan. Oh, was it in New Japan? Fucking awesome. 
Awesome. Fucking awesome. Like, well, Ishii's Moose, the best. Yes, but Moose was fucking killer. Like, yeah. that guy can go. Like, so uh, they've got dudes on their roster. It, it just, it, it's hard to watch that show because it's just like, it just feels kind of like the same old thing, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was, I'd love uh, for it to be a. a, a I was big. kind of excited about it when they were doing the Kenny Omega crossover stuff. I was watching at that yeah. time. I, I would yeah, DVR episodes. And the Good Brothers, when they first arrived, I think I watched for like a good month or two. Nice. Yeah, yeah you know, I watched their matches on YouTube. I just pick and choose. <laughs> like I do with WWE. <laughs> like, oh, something good happened? Let me put that on YouTube. <laughs> there yeah. You go. Hell yeah. All right, let's get out of here, guys. It's been a long, it's been a long conversation. I've had a good time, though. Uh, let's go ahead and plug some social media. Xavier, what you got for social media? So you can find Leveled on the interwebs leveled fl on twitter and instagram on facebook just search for leveled um well you can find our smart url our little link tree guy on uh instagram and twitter and it'll take you to all of our pages youtube merch you name it don't forget we just dropped one world comes back around on kotp records you can purchase a tape and a shirt go stream that shit and the music video for as below is streaming now hell yeah what about you you got social media Oh, me? Yeah, personally? Yeah, sure. It's at Lord Xavier, L-O-R-D, my name, X-A-V-I-E-R. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under those handles. Nice. Chad, you got anything social media you want to plug? Uh, Yeah, Chad underscore Kishik, but I'll do the biggie thing. Don't follow me. I don't, I don't want your <laughs> follows. Follow Chad's other band, Through Sand. Really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that too. And then, uh, yeah, like Xavier said, we've got a show, if you happen to be in Florida, in West Palm on uh, Friday, October 22nd. I think yeah. that's right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, our friends, uh, Werewolves, are doing a CD release party. So uh, we are playing with them. So that's our first show back in a while. Uh, and we're really looking forward to it. I think pre-sale tickets are five bucks. So mm -hmm. uh, if you're listening to this and you're anywhere in the area, uh, it's going to be a good time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Thank you very much for hanging out. It was a lot of fun. Sam, Hell thank yeah. you for thank having you, us. We appreciate your time, brother. It was good chatting. It was. It was a lot of fun. Good catching up, too. What is up, everybody? Welcome back, back, back to the podcast. We're going back, back to Cali, Cali. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Funky Sam Medina. I'm here with a friend of the show, a longtime guest. I've had this guy on the show many times before. Uh, we've done things together, and uh, he's super awesome. From WrestlingExpress.net, Michael Klinko. How you doing, Michael? I'm good. How you doing, Sam? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I saw corn last night. I'm just living on the high of that right now, and it's, uh, it's good. It's good, to be, uh, it's good to be alive right now. That's that's a it's always good to be alive. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be a wrestling fan right now, too. Yeah, you read about that, my friend. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, I guess before we get into stuff, tell us about what you're doing over at WrestlingExpress.net. Um, over at WrestlingExpress.net, I well, I've taken to not really doing like how I would book it anymore. It's more like uh reworking like because i i would take to youtube and one of the things i would do on youtube is like how to save series where i would just like book out how i would change like i know the last one i did was bray wyatt how i would change bray wyatt's run and how i would, I would change bray wyatt's release 
and now I'm focused on working at working reworking the year 2011. Oh wow! So it's like a fantasy, you're like fantasy booking. It's like TW. Right, right. Are you actually playing TW or are you writing it out? How how does I'm that writing work? it out. I'm writing it out. Okay, okay. So it's like um like fan fiction in a way. Yeah. That's cool though. That's hella cool. And how many uh, uh stories do you have um like runs or whatever do you have going on? Um, I think I'm more or less at like four to six main stories that are just are just the focus of the show. But I mean, how many like um because you said 2011 now and then the Bray Wyatt thing. How many different like? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. how many save files you got? right now it's just 2011 um i am i want to get a little further into 2011 before i start another one but the next one will probably be kevin owens because of all the rumors about kevin owens contract being up nice i have a fantasy booking that i've always wanted to uh see played out but it never worked it never happened i wanted remember when seth rollins uh, was WWE champion and he was in the authority and he broke his knee. He broke all the lig- ligaments in his knee and he had to give up the title. And mm-hmm. then they had a tournament for the championship uh, at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to see happen was Roman turn heel then. I wanted to see Roman join the authority, have them screw Dean Ambrose at the end out of the title, uh, a la uh, Rock when The Rock joined the authority, kind of repeat that in a way. You know, you're right. presenting a new corporate champion, Roman Reigns. And then uh, Dean Ambrose is the Stone Cold part. So we know Dean Ambrose uh, wants title shot. He's really angry because everybody's turned on him at this point. And he wants title shot and he wants title shot. And he's getting turned down left and right. Roman's like, nope, I'm not giving you a title shot. And what does Dean do? He comes back and he wins the Royal Rumble. And then he goes on to WrestleMania and he made events with Roman Reigns. I wanted to see that happen, but it never happened. Well, I mean, 100%. I, you know, that's... That would have made that year a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it really would have. It really would have. Because uh, I feel better. like I feel like the Dean Ambrose, uh, he could have just went crazy because like all his friends at that point had turned right. on, him and it would just would have pushed him over the edge. Right. But yeah. It exactly. Cool. It would have been cool. Uh, so how far are you? Uh, how far are you in 2011? Like, did you start at the beginning of the year, and then uh, did you make it? Like, are you like literally just going through the calendar? Uh, no, I'm right after WrestleMania because I decided to keep WrestleMania 27 the way it was. The only thing that I changed was that the core won their eight-man tag match as opposed to losing it because it turns out that at that time, Wade Barrett was the Intercontinental Champion and Gabriel and Slater were the tag team champions, yet they lost to Santino's random assortment of crew, random crew at that show. Yeah. So just, that's the only part that I changed because you're not going to bury your champions at WrestleMania. No, you want to give them the momentum coming out of WrestleMania. Right. So I'm. Especially over Santino because Santino, like, he's bulletproof. Right. I think from what I remember, I'm, as far as what I posted, I'm just past Extreme Rules and I'm headed to Over the Limit, I believe, would be the next pay per view. Nice. I can't wait to get to Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> That's 2017. <laughs> it'll, go a long time. it'll go a long time until then. Uh, so, um, how, so how's life for you been, man? Because I know we've been on quarantine and everything, and, and wrestling's been kind of weird with no audience and things like that. Uh, how have you been, uh, you know, just being a wrestling fan with just things going on? Well, I mean, 
Um, with wrestling getting weird, I started. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's best way to put it. <laughs> um, I started uh, following uh, Jim Cornette's way of doing it, where you collect, collect, and collect old wrestling memorabilia. So I've been collecting a shitload of wrestling memorabilia over the last year. Oh, wow. Buying shit left and right from eBay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's a that's a fun, expensive habit, I bet. Yeah. What are some of your uh, favorite pieces in your wrestling collection? Uh, well, the highlight is probably, or one of the highlights is probably a uh, 1911 postcard promoting the match between George Hackenschmidt and Frank Gotch. Wow, nineteen eleven. A post. Yeah, is it in really good condition still? I mean, it's in decent for for something that's over a hundred years old. It's in pretty good condition. Yeah. Do you um do you store it in like a like a picture frame or a photo? Album? Yeah, it's in a picture frame. Yeah. That's cool. mm-hmm. Nice. What else you got in that collection? Um, I got a uh, event poster promoting a match are promoting a card from the National Wrestling Association, which was the alliance before it was the alliance. The association was represented under the Boxing Association before wrestling and boxing became two separate entities. Oh, wow. So it's promoting a world title match with Everett Marshall and Dan O'Mahony. So your collections like, uh, like, are like are antiques artifacts, things are over 100 years old? Well, not necessarily because I got, I also got uh, uh, a program from Ann Gunkel's All Star Wrestling Territory when uh, Ann Gunkel was one of the promoters in Georgia in the early 70s. But she ran the Outlaw promotion. She was not the NWA promoter. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's cool. Nice. I, um, I read up recently because uh, I've always been like, well, they say that um, the the NWA World Title uh, it goes back to like 1908 or whatever it was, and uh, then I'm like, oh, the NWA started 1948. How does the title go back 40 years before the company? You know, before the before it really like got off, before it became an official thing. And so I kind of read the history about how they had this, all these different champions from these different um, countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They brought them together as a world champion. And then the world title got split a bunch of times. And then eventually uh, the lineage just got connected to the NWA World Heavyweight title. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think that's super, that's super cool history, um, you know, for that title. I want oh, yeah, to totally. Yeah. I would like to see like a documentary if there's anyone out there about that because that's really interesting. That sounds like something, uh, what's his name would do at Crow Road Press? Uh, Scott Teal. Yeah, it reminded me because you're talking about George Hackenschmidt and stuff, and like he's one of the main guys that was a uh, world champion back in the day. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's super cool. Nice, nice. So, uh, how uh, how's how's your collection going? You having super fun doing that? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm slowing down a little bit uh, because of not having a job, but they're really <laughs> yeah. It's also, I would say, it's also tough finding stuff worth buying. But at the same time, finding stuff that you can retrace the history, because unless I unless I can know what territory the piece is from and around when it's from, I don't buy it. Yeah, that makes sense. If you can't really place it because there was a, a cheap by cheap. Well, it was like a ten dollar piece, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But it was from 66 and it was from uh 
and it, I could, but I couldn't figure out what territory it was from. And, you know, it had the Sheik on it. It had Bobo on it, you know, Bobo Brazil. Oh, wow. It, you know, so it, it says, you know, so it's likely from the Michigan territory because that's where Sheik was mm-hmm. up in Detroit, but there was no evidence saying Detroit. Oh, wow. There wasn't even like a, like a address to a venue on the flight on the poster or whatever. Not that I remember. Not that I remember, like, because my local shop had picked up, actually picked up an event poster because it was a rare thing. And I actually retraced the history to, because it's from like 1933 from Kalamazoo, Michigan. So I retraced the history to find out more information on it. It's, it's way, way too expensive. So maybe I'll have interest in it when the guy drops the price, but. <laughs> wow. wow. But it's something like that, that I can retrace the history on that and have an idea of where it's likely from. Because uh, what Michigan, it was uh, Nick Landis who started uh, in promoting in Michigan in the early 20s. And then uh, Francis Fleischler, who was actually, uh, oh no, it was Harry Light. It was Nick Landis, then Harry Light, then Francis Fleischler, who was the Sheik's uh, father in law. Oh, wow. The Sheik's father in law was actually the promoter or the figurehead for the promotion. Because nobody would believe that the Sheik would be the actual promoter. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Just because of his character? Yeah. And he had to be in kayfabe, so he couldn't be like, oh, I'm a business guy. The Sheik was even in kayfabe at the house. I mean, I've heard that from Sabu. Like, wow. he, he would have people stay at the house with him, and then he would put them in separate parts of the house, and he wouldn't talk to them. Wow, that's crazy. That, I, oh, that's that's really cool. I never even thought about that, but you're right. Because like back in those days, man, their character was everything. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, look at Mister. Look at wheels. you know, look at wrestling too, and Mister Wrestling. Nobody saw them without the mask on. Like they would come to the arena wearing the mask, so the boys in the back would not even see them with the mask on, without the mask on. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Nobody ever knew who they were. People knew who they were because it was uh, because they wrestled without the mask before they put the mask on. Mm-hmm. And then there were some people that saw them without the mask or later in the careers, they took the mask off or I think wrestling too probably did. Um, but I know what was it? Tim Woods. Uh, he was one of the Mr. Wrestlings. He was in the plane crash with flair. Oh, dang. And he went into the hospital under his real name to protect Kefe. Because he didn't, he was the only baby face running, running with heels. Oh, wow. Yeah. That he was only, a, he was the only baby face on the plane with heels. Wow. And he wanted to protect the business. So not only that, did he come, go in with his real name, but he went back to work after a plane crash within a couple of days to prove that he wasn't one of the people on the plane. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. I didn't know about that guy. I just, you know, people talk about Ric Flair, and that's about it, you know. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, Ric Flair, Johnny Valentine was on the plane crash. Did anybody die from it? The pilot did. Oh, well, I mean, he didn't. That didn't yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny he, Valentine had to retire. Johnny Valentine had to retire? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Well, you know, I was thinking what you should do, um, you know, one thing that you could do is you could, on your website, Wrestling Express, you could put pictures of 
of your collection of your artifacts and like put a little write-up about them i think that'd be pretty neat for people yeah that's true i, I didn't even think of that yeah i think that'd be super cool yeah um, so in your in your meantime when you're not uh collecting wrestling stuff and you're not traveling back to the 1920s uh you're uh you're twitch streaming a lot now right you're doing a lot of twitch twitching mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. they call it nice <laughs> um, i try to get i can't really get my twitch off the ground i tried to i might try again i don't know i don't know um i might try I'm to do some wrestling stuff on it uh so what's your what's your twitch handle and like uh what do you do on there i'm doing the right kind of twitching um <laughs> uh my twitch channel is uh, wrestling underscore express nice what kind of games are you streaming? Uh, what kind of games? Well, Among Us, um, Minecraft. Well, not really Minecraft anymore. I'm switching. Um, I I just upgraded my uh, I just upgraded my setup, so uh, I'm now able to stream games like Apex and uh, Rocket League and uh rogue company and phasmophobia which phasmophobia is one game that i've actually taken a liking to a lot uh since i started playing it but i'm i'm loving it because i'm getting the opportunity to play with a lot of friends that i hadn't had the opportunity to play with in the past Mm -hmm. because of the limitations that were afforded to me with my uh setup oh wow that's awesome yeah, so I'm I getting was, the opportunity uh, to play with more people. I was only streaming stand-up comedy and stuff, and I would do games once in a while. And I don't know. It was a lot of fun. I was really trying to get affiliate. I couldn't get affiliate, so I kind of gave up on it. Mm-hmm. How tough was it to get affiliate? I mean, I was fortunate that I – I mean, it was it, – don't get me wrong. It is tough to get affiliate because, as you know, as the old saying goes, if it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> yeah, right. So you got to invest the time. I was streaming every day, every day. I was on every day, a couple hours every day, but I was also fortunate to have uh, a group of friends that started to notice that I was streaming and then people would come over and, and people would come over. So I had a group of friends from another stream that, you know, I was in another community and they started to come over and uh, help push my numbers up. That's cool, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so what do you do? You Are you streaming every day now or do you have like a schedule on when you stream or do you just kind of stream when you can? um usually i stream every day but thursday you know it used to alternate between tuesday and thursday because tuesday i noticed is a struggle it was a struggle to get viewers mm, interesting interesting thursday i don't know why but... the original smackdown <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're watching thunder who knows oh well, yeah i mean you know but <laughs> Some people are just WCW fans. What can you say? <laughs> do you uh, do you, do you stream any wrestling stuff? Um, no, only because, well, for like two reasons. Niche audience. Well, that and the fact that TW is on like other computer, and I don't. I mean, I think that my computer would be able to handle me streaming TW because TW is fairly oh, yeah, anything. It's super simple. But it's just the idea of would people actually would they actually come in and pay attention? Yeah. I, I want to stream. Uh, I always like 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 envision myself streaming Fire Pro. I really want to stream Fire Pro. Right? I didn't you stream Fire Pro once or twice, or did I? I did a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, but I did a few times. I like it. It's really fun. It's really fun. I like uh, the game is so smart. They have like uh, really good moves and they have like logic built in and stuff. 
And right. It's like yeah. Computer versus computer, and it's just really fun to sit there and watch. Yeah, it's a lot better a than man, watching uh, WWE. I have a six-man uh, tournament <laughs> right now. It's super exciting. So far, the Gun Club is uh, is running wild. They're a lot smarter than watching the WWE games. <laughs> no, it's true. It's very true. Although the 2022 looks is pretty good. Um, who knows if it's going to be, though. You know what looks really good is the uh, AEW game. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I saw some pictures of it. I, yeah. I, I saw some pictures of it, yeah. And it's made by like, some of the people that WWE cast off uh, when their games got shitty. Like, they, they got rid of them, and then their games got shitty. Uh, I think Ukes, or I don't know who it was, but there's some yeah, that yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Ukes that the WWE needs to this day, and they're not using them, so that's cool. That'll be it'll be good. I can't wait to see yeah. what they come up with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you, uh, uh, what do you think about uh, the AEW stuff is going on? What do you think about CM Punk coming back? I mean. <sighs> I'm not surprised that he did, but I just don't know how long, like, if people, if the novelty will stay as long as, like, I think Punk, I think Punk or Brian should be more like Lesnar is in WWE. Yeah, like part-timers. Yeah, like, there when they need him. Mm-hmm. Like, he shouldn't be there every week. I think that will be the case eventually, um, but I think right now, while the novelty is hot, they're they're gonna you know run with it. Although his like like I I'm opposite of you. I'm so surprised he came back. He's been gone for seven and a half years, right? What business does he have to do wrestling? And so I'm I'm surprised that he did come back as a wrestler. Um, but but with that said, I'm super happy. It was a super great moment. I'm super glad that I was able to watch it. And I saw his match against Darby Allen at the pay-per-view. Uh, it was really good. I was impressed with Darby Allen. I was impressed with the match. That was good. And uh, excited to see where he went next. And a feud with Team Taz is definitely not something I want to see. I mean, you couldn't have thought of a better way to bring it up than just have Taz interrupt him and say, don't you mention Team Taz. I didn't yeah, mention I know, Team that was Taz. stupid. That was so stupid. Yeah, you're right, though. You're right, though. They could have had an interaction backstage. Or have Taz say, "You you best you best stay away from my team, Punk." Or just right. have have Taz start talking smack on. Or just have Taz go right, exactly. Yeah, you think you're all this and that. You couldn't stand Team Taz. No, yeah. I mean I understand you want Punk in the ring with Ricky Starks. You want Punk in the Punk in the ring with Powerhouse Hobbs, and it would be a nice to give Cage Powerhouse. Hobbs. Wasn't he part know. of Team Taz? They screwed him. Remember. No, really, no. Are they then he kind of feuded with them and then just disappeared. He didn't really feud with them. He just disappeared. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Maybe he's that hurt. No, I wonder. He, I wonder who he pissed off backstage. Knowing Brian Cage, he's probably hurt. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Did you see his wife? Did you see what his wife said? Yeah, Melissa Santos. She made a, I, a post, uh, a video saying, "My husband's a superstar." Uh, look, watch Impact, watch the Indies, watch other stuff he's done, Lucha Underground, where I met him. He's a superstar. AEW's not treating him right. And I feel like this company's like three years old. Like, what does she expect? What do people expect? You know, like, well, this company's three years old. He's not going to the Hall of Fame tomorrow. You know what I mean? I don't think Brian Cage, I think Brian Cage could be a superstar, but I also think somebody like him has a novelty like Punk. Not to the same degree, but it's like Brian Cage is somebody who's in a delicate spot where 
like Brian Cage is like a cruiserweight where the shelf where he's got a shelf life. Otherwise, he's got to turn up and change his character because there's only so long you could be the powerhouse guy. There's only so long you could be the fearful Except if monster. that's your first name. Right. Then I mean, power, powerhouse Hobbs is just a freak, but that's but but that's beside the point. Um, I mean, Brian Cage is not to say Brian Cage isn't, but you know, Impact did it right. They had the they had a perfect story with Brian Cage and Sammy Callahan. They did, yeah. Impact the Impact did well with them. So did Lucha Underground. Right, but my point is, why not have him feud with Miro? Mm-hmm. Why not have him go against Miro? Yeah. Why downplay the powerhouse aspect of his character? Because if you keep up upticking it and upticking it and upticking it, people are going to get tired of it, and it's going to be him just being a one trick pony. I feel like um, right now he's not a main eventer. He could be. No, he's not. But there's a lot of people above him. You know, it, it right. that's how wrestling is sometimes. But Jack like, Perry's above is, him. Like who? Jack Perry, Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, exactly. When he was feeding with Darby on for the TNT title, that didn't do him any favors either. Right. And, like, I feel like they really, like, um, they really pushed him down the card to try to get over Darby Allen. I feel like they're sacrificing so much for Darby Allen. And, like, he's he's okay, but he just he's not going to be the guy. He's not going to be what they want him to be. Like, they put the TNT title on him. They squashed Brian Cage. Uh, they gave him Sting. They gave him CM Punk. It's like. Come on, like, what else are they going to do to get this guy over? I mean, I hate Darby Allen's finish. The casket drop? I hate it. Yeah. I hated when I saw him do it to Ethan Page at the end. I of liked it when he did match. it on the ring apron and nobody was there. I mean, it's it, it, not to sound like Jim Cornette, but it's stupid. No, it is. It is. It's a stupid finish. Mm-hmm. You want to go up to the top rope and expect the person to still be there when you're facing the wrong way? You don't know he's there. <laughs> you don't. No, you don't. You don't know he's there. Why wouldn't you just move if you're the guy that I'm not, that is on the right is on the floor? Yeah. Why? When he did it to Ethan Page, but when Ethan Page was in the casket, that was stupid. I didn't see that, but I'm sure it was. E- Ethan Page was in the casket. Darby Allen went to the top rope, jumped through the casket. Oh wow. Why the match was over? <laughs> the match was over. He just has he just has a chip on his shoulder and he has something to prove, and that's the thing. That's what's gonna be the death of him. He has something to prove. Who cares? Just do your thing and like you know whatever. You don't got yeah. shit to prove. Just do it. He'll he'll be the John Morrison of the mid two thousands with WWE. They're trying so hard to get Darby over. I just I don't want to see it. He'll be he'll be the John Morrison of WWE in the early two thousands. He could do cool shit. But he'll never get that spot. Because if anybody gets that spot, if any of those youngsters get the get the spot before Jack Perry, something's wrong. You think Jack Perry's really good? Jack Perry's amazing. MJ, I mean, for a kid, for a kid, Jack Perry's age. Was he like Jack, 23, 24? Yeah. For a kid that age, and he has that pre- and he has the presence about him in the ring. Like it's a natural presence. It's obvious he got something from his father. He got some kind of star power, yeah. Yeah, he got some presence. He got some mm-hmm. way he carries himself from his dad. That it, it's just, it's it's there. I wouldn't put the title on him yet. I think same with Brian. Wait, Cage. when you say the title, what, what you mean the title? The title. Oh, I would yeah. have Jack no. Perry go with Miro and have him go with Miro. No, he needs to win the tag titles first. 
or or yes, you keep them with Luchasaurus and you have it there. But uh, if anybody takes the time, if anybody, if any of those youngsters go up to the top before Jack Perry, something's wrong. Well, I mean, you, something could be said for his size, though. He's kind of unbelievable going after somebody like Miro. Right. But that's the, you know, it's like Jerry Jarrett would say, it's like Jerry Jarrett said, you know, if you're driving down, the, if you're driving down the street and you, and you're, and you see a fight going on between a guy, Rey Mysterio's size or Jack Perry's size and a guy Miro's size, you're going to stop and watch. And the reason why you're going to stop is watch, and you're going to see if the underdog kicks the big guy's ass. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know about driving down the street because I would just keep driving. Fair point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck that. People are fighting. The cops are going to be here. I'm, I'm gone. Um, man. Yeah, I do agree, though. I do think that Jack Perry does have something, something going for him. Um, but we'll see. I just feel like he's undersized, and uh, he's a really good pairing with Luchasaurus. And what they're doing is really good. And like, don't, you know, don't stop a good thing right now. Don't WWE it. Don't WWE <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like, they're not crime time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What, about Christian? Jackie... what do you think of Christian being the impact champion on AEW? They're not crime time because both of them have talent. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You don't speak ill of the dead. <laughs> I'm speaking ill of the living too. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, why did I write, why did I, what do you say? Oh, right. Why did I write this damn book? Was that what it's called? um i i think that was the best way to create more tension going into all out with christian and kenny to have christian beat kenny for the impact title yeah i agree because i feel like um you know we all knew that christian wasn't going to beat kenny going into all out oh yeah and uh which is fine like for me like i'm happy christian was just in the main event you know like i knew he wasn't going to win uh but it was an honor to see somebody who i've liked for so many years who I never thought would wrestle again, be in the main event of a big pay-per-view. That was amazing. Uh, but for, yeah, from the win the impact title, you're right, though. It gave him that momentum and it gave him that believable believability factor where, okay, right. well, he can do this. He's done it before. And now he's going in as a big deal. Right. And somebody finally outsmarted the elite. Yeah. But what do you, what, but what about the idea of somebody, a non-contracted impact performer beating another non-contracted impact performer I mean, for the company's world title. Who else do they have? Rich the Walker. positive side is, the positive side is that the company still gets exposure, they, which they is, get, I think, the they, logic of it that they, they get promoted on, they on Dynamite every week. Right. I think that's the reason why they kept doing it because yeah. it helps them and it helps them continue continue to establish the the company or the talent that they want. Because before before AEW, the Bullet Club New Japan would have never revisited working with impact they would have never revisited working with impact no it's it's due to that relationship with don Callis. yeah it really has to be due to that relationship because kenny's got a relationship with them and then kenny's you know the door for the bullet club and things like that and then the whole like because i mean it's a whole new company you know like right it would never have gone to dixie carter scott um, and scott and scott Demore and don Callis have done wonders for that company they really have but uh, I mean, what is it? What do they really have to show for it? You know, still being in business. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, but I, I don't think like Harp, uh, Harper. I don't think uh, Gals Anderson would have uh, gone back if it was Dixie in charge because Dixie. No, no, not at all. About them going to WWE in the first place. Not at all. Not at all. That was like her I, last, her last hurrah when she made that big fit about them going to Impact or going to, going to WWE. When she's like, "We agreed to a contract already," and they went to WWE. What the hell? Uh, I mean, 
I've I've blocked out I've blocked out Dixie Carter's reign of terror and impact. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Um, what about what about uh, Brian Danielson? I know you said he needs to be a part timer like Brock. I do agree with that. What do you think about him uh, coming in AEW? I mean, I I think if either if, if of the of the two of them, I think Brian Danielson will be a part timer because I know he said or it was said that in the conversations that he came to AEW out of uh, taking less dates. Yeah, it's been more time with his family. I can see that. Yeah, and two having kids the opportunity for a, a new Japan, a very bougie wife. But can you imagine? Can you imagine the sight of Brian Danielson returning to New Japan after oh, what? Probably. Do you think he'll have the mask? Twelve on? years, at least. I hope he has the mask. Because I mean, Brian Danielson at this point against Kazuchika Okada, or Tanahashi, or Naito. He's gonna be in the G One. That. That that's gonna be the best, the top G one. I'll tell you what, the one one match I want to see outside of Moxley going up, going after the entire New Japan roster, um, is Punk and Naito. You think that you think Punk is gonna do some New Japan stuff? Why not? I mean, why not? Right? I mean, yeah, especially I mean, if, if he has the bug and uh, he feels like he's on the top of his game again. Well, he doesn't even have to go to New Japan. New Japan guys can come here. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's happened. At all out. I mean, look at Minoru Suzuki. I mean, I think Punk would love to work with somebody like Minoru Suzuki. With the pra- he reaped high praise on him in, at the Cincinnati. And could you there at the pay per view? Yeah. I mean, just John the Moxley idea. Is feuding with New Japan. Exactly. I mean, John Moxley wants his title back. He doesn't want the title. He wants he wants to fight the entire roster. <laughs> he wants to fight the entire New Japan. He's yeah, like, man, I he can't afford a plane ticket out there, so just bring them all to me. I don't <laughs> want to fly back out there. Just fly them to me. But I mean, just seeing Brian Danielson against Jay White, or you know, even the young guys, you know, Jay White and uh, uh, I mean, I would, I mean, there are other guys that you know, with the ascension of New Japan, I've, I would love to see uh, other guys, you know, work them. But I mean, I oh Zach Sabre, Zach Sabre and Brian Danielson, dude, that would be incredible. That that's who I was trying to think of, Zach Sabre. Yeah, that'd be that'd be incredible. Yeah, I would love to see Sabre against Brian Danielson. I one hundred percent. I would too. I would too. Um, yeah, no, he'll definitely be in the G one. He the one thing the WWE was trying to promise him to be in the G one uh, to make him stay, and he said, and then they said they couldn't do it. And well, it's like he said, here. can you trust Vince? <laughs> right, exactly. Can you trust? Because like actually, Hunter can promise you the world, but then it's also go through Vince. Right. And that's the thing. And it's like, I, if I was Vince, I wouldn't let my guy, a guy that I'm investing in. I don't know what Vince's problem is with that because sending you send Brian you send Danielson away, get him off TV. Then you can pop the ratings with a return. Mm-hmm. That's what I never understood with Vince not wanting to send people away. You're right though. You're right. You can do that. And then you have more returns. And that's what I was talking about with some friends before um, that. I read that Tony Khan, cause Tony Khan has a big roster. Right. There's right. a lot of people in AEW, a lot right. of big names. But Tony Khan apparently is a firm believer in the rotation system, which is amazing because then you're constantly having returns. Right. And that's why Tony Khan doesn't have written contracts and exclusive contracts and still lets his guys compete elsewhere because mm-hmm. he realizes, oh, I'm friends with Impact. I'm friends with New Japan. And by proxy, we're friends with AAA. Actually, by proxy, they're friends with AAA and CMLL because CMLL is through the New Japan agreement. And AAA is friends with Kenny. 
because Kenny's the fucking world champion. <laughs> so he can send people all over the all over the place. Yeah, he, he can. can send them anywhere he yeah, wants. He can get stars from everywhere. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? It's like, I mean, if we see, if we see, if we start seeing, you know, next year, if we start seeing, you know, uh, I mean, I don't think they'll do the Crockett Cup, but actually, they can. Uh, they, no, that's yeah, gonna be right. Billy Corgan's gonna be doing that. Yeah, the AEW could join the Crockett Cup. They could. They could. Or that's what I was going to say. They could do something similar to the Crockett Cup and just have tag teams come all, come all, from all around. Yeah, they could. They could come do in. Kind of tournament because Vince ain't doing tournaments. Right. That would be great. No matter how much Xavier Woods wants the King of the Ring to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, though? They're just going to give it to Baron Corbin or somebody that we don't like anyway. Well, yeah, heels always win so they can become the king, even though Nakamura is the king now. Oh, yeah, he did. He won the, he won the king from, from – did he win it from Corbin? Yeah, it's weird. That's weird that the King I mean, Crown. I mean, the gimmick. I like King Nakamura done. though. I like King Nakamura. How do you feel about Boogs? I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't want to see him on TV. I don't. I don't, like, his I don't name. like him. I don't like his attitude. I don't like anything about him. He's just new Elias. I mean, the one thing that I said, the, the one thing that Chris Jericho said about WWE product that was right is that the name he had before was much better than the name he has now because how could you be intimidated or? Be in any way happy, like happy, saying boogs. What was his name before? I don't remember. Oh yeah, that's way better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll look him up later and find out. But yeah, I know I don't like him. I don't want to see him on my TV. I just really don't. Uh, Bugenhagen. Really? Yeah, Eric Bugenhagen. Okay, well, that sounds like Copenhagen, so I can see why they won't, don't want to use it. But the, but that's I mean, even even uh, I would prefer him to be called Eric Boogs. Well, yeah, I mean, but even uh, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Parker Bordeaux just got a new name. Oh, it's the, terrible, Gunner something. I I don't I don't mind it. It's better than fucking Rick Boogs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's the measuring stick now. <laughs> the WWE just signed um, an, Olympic, an Olympic athlete and NWA wrestling champion. Um, was it Gable Stevenson? Is that right? Yeah, Gable Stevenson. Well, what, what the, you think they're going to give him his name? You think they're going to rename him? What do you think they're going to do with him? They sent his I brother, think, too, about a month ago. I think it would be because of the fact that he's an Olympian and he was in the Olympics this year. You think it would be stupid name? to change his name. It would be stupid, yeah. Um, do you think they'll do anything with his brother? Because they signed his brother in hopes to entice him on signing, and then he, they signed him. I mean, if his brother is half the amateur wrestler than he was, that he is, then I would say why not? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's uh, the one thing that WWE has always been good at is signing amateur uh, wrestlers. I wanted to start them off as a tag team. I, I, I would. Why not? I would, too. Because I feel like, because, you know, like – like not not everybody's gonna be Kurt Angle, right? Because right. Kurt Angle came out, he was oozing charisma. And right. like, does this Gable guy have charisma? We don't know. So put him in a tag team, and then if, if he's good, make him break away. Right. We'll, have, and... we'll bring back the barbershop for one night. <laughs> and we'll see his brother fly through the window. Hell yeah, hell yeah. He'll, he'll find Marty Janetti. He'll fly through the window. He was trying to escape. He was trying <laughs> to escape, Gorilla. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, look at Let's Jason Jordan and, uh, and Chad Gable. You know, that's all. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Gable and Chable. Wait, Gable and Gable. Is it Gable and Gable? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. 
Put him with Chad Gable. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, Is Chad Gable still employed? Yeah. He's teaming with Otis. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> At least it's not Shorty G anymore. Oh, yeah. That was a horrible name. That was a horrible name. Sorry, Bruce Pritchard. But did he come up with that? I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Shorty G. It's terrible. Uh, well, let's wrap let's let's wrap this thing up. Um, uh, let's uh, we'll go ahead and plug some social media. Um, well, pretty much everything, every, all of my social media is just the same. It's uh, it's all Wrestling Express. Uh, Twitter is Wrestling underscore Express with one S. Instagram is Wrestling underscore Express. YouTube is Wrestling underscore Express. Twitch Wrestling underscore Express. Um, I think that's it. Oh. Uh, uh, is there something else? No, I think that's it. But yeah, I'll be streaming. I'm gonna be streaming later tonight. I don't know when this sh- is. This show going up today or is this show? Uh, I'm gonna try to get up today. Yeah, because it's already Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be streaming tonight. I'll be streaming on Monday. Uh, so if you guys, if anybody listening wants to stop in, feel free. You you know I I it is always much appreciated. You guys coming in and vibing with me. You don't. I know you guys don't have to, but I appreciate. Anybody that comes in and hangs out for any length of time, no matter how long it is. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sometimes uh, I haven't done it in a while. I was doing it for, you know, different friends and stuff on Twitch. I did it for you once or twice where like I'll be at work and then I'll get a notification like, hey, this person is streaming. And so I'll just like put the stream on and just like have my phone kind of there and then not, you know, not really pay attention to it, but kind of be in the stream just to have another person there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I the amount of people that I shift back and forth on just to uh keep my name you know keep my name in their chats and keep yeah you know, see, right. have yeah. other people see my name so people know who i am that the amount of people i have uh, the, of streams i go into it's insane nice that's cool man that's cool you should check out my buddy uh he streams his name is goat versus fish and he is uh he's very incredible hmm. Yeah, check him out. Um, all right, you guys, thank you, uh, thank you very much, Michael, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, before we go, I'm gonna plug my social media because I may not uh, do an intro on this because I have another part to add to it. Uh, so follow me on all social media. It's Funky Sam Medina across the board, and then uh, follow the show on Twitter at PWN Podcast. And that's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, it was. I fun appreciate chatting. it, buddy.